Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Kevin McCarthy is an epic loser. Kevin McCarthy is a historic loser. He has lost now 11 votes. And right now I have in front of me the the C-SPAN live. They are voting to go home. Right now it's tied, yays and nays, 207 to 207 to leave and go home for the night. Ah, come on, man. It was funny because at first they were like motion to adjourn. And then everyone's like, no. And then they're like, yeah. And then the clerk goes, the no's have it. And they're like, no. And so they they called for the uh, actual vote tally. Right now the yays have just taken the lead. They're going to go home, ladies and gentlemen, but this is huge. Kevin McCarthy has lost 11 times. It has not been, uh, this has not happened since 1856. That one, I think, took like 133 votes or something. You know, this one won 11. We'll see how long it goes. But uh, Matt Gates stood up and nominated Donald Trump, whose name actually appeared in the vote. You'll love to see it. So we're going to talk about that. And then we've got a bunch of other stories, too. We got uh, some, some interesting cultural stuff. One, uh, more U-Haul trucks left California than any other state. You'll love to see it. There was a hoax tweet going around from a doctor claiming to have been like happy about, you know, dying from the vaccine or something. It's not true. So we'll talk about that. Uh, There's a a truce. Putin's calling for a truce. Hey, there's some good news. And then a lot of people are asking why I purchased uh, a, a certain skateboard truck company. Hey, hey, I announced the logo for my new skateboard company just so happens to be this like circle cross thing. And uh, we'll, talk, well, I'll just, I'll just, I won't even, I won't beat around the bush. So independent skateboard, uh, a truck company had a symbol, a logo for decades that looked like an iron cross. They got canceled and accused of being racist. So they dropped their iconic logo. They no longer use it. They removed it from their products. This is a company been around for nearly 50 years. Okay, I'll take it. You know, you guys, well, you don't want to use it because you could be racist. So, you know, we're going to launch our own company. We're going to use that logo because they don't. They don't want to use it. This is great. This is great news. They don't want to be called racist. I don't care. And I don't I don't I don't care for wokeness and woke people. So I will get to use a 50 year old iconic image that they don't want anymore. Yeah. Talk about how. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member in order to support our work directly. Click that join us button. A lot of stuff is in the works. We're going to be launching a long morning show because I just felt like doing it five hour probably tomorrow. We're just going to go live for like five hours. And then in between that, as we're just chilling and going through the news, I'm going to record my normal morning monologue segments and upload them while we're live because it just sounds really fun to do. And then actually we're building a studio out for this new show. I talked to Phil Labonte today. He says he's down to be involved. I'm super excited for this. It won't be exactly the same as IRL because this is a guest. We have a guest come on. We talk topical news, but it's just going to be a live stream. And then we'll figure out how it goes. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. So become a member at TimCast.com to support our work. Smash that like button. Uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Joining us today to talk about all of this and so much more is Andrew Meyer. Yeah, all right. Who are you, Andrew Meyer? I think I'm probably best known uh, for being the infamous Don't Tase Me Bro a few years ago at the University of Florida. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> questioning, 
questioning Senator Kerry. I'm also the former editor-in-chief of We Are Change for this guy, oh, Luke Gronkowski. And I'm a right-wing entrepreneur. I just launched the first right-wing video game ever at RittenhouseGame.com. Where you you got banned, though, right? Well, they banned Mint Chip. Mint Chip is the CEO of Mint Studios. They suspended him for putting out a tweet talking about the game. And then they suspended me, actually, for the second time. They suspended me for uh, being a Jew that was in support of Ye. That's why I was suspended <laughs> this under Elon. <laughs> and to, what? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm an Orthodox Jew. I like uh, Ye. I think that he has uh, very interesting things to say. And uh, they suspended me for putting out a tweet in support of him. I was first suspended wow. under uh, the old Jack Dorsey administration uh, for pointing out <laughs> regime. that... Yes, the uh, Dorsey regime. <laughs> Without uh, Ali Alexander Stop the Steal in 2018, that we wouldn't have the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, that it would have been Andrew Gillum who was caught doing you know, meth in a yeah. motel with a... This is a family-friendly show, a right? Lady of the night. Yeah, a, well, a man, man of the man night. Of the man night. Man of the night. Right, well, yeah. Man of the night. Thanks for keeping me on. And, uh, well, yeah. and you got a book, Don't Taze Me, Bro? Yeah, I actually talk about that. Uh, Don't Taze Me, Bro. Real questions, fake news, and my life is a meme. I go all the way from the story of you know getting tasered and all of that, all the way up to 2018, uh, my, my time working with Luke, my time covering stories like the 2018 <sighs> Stop the Steal, and honestly, not to toot my own horn, but just legitimately, this is an incredibly well-written book. Other people besides me have said that I'm the best writer on the right wing. Take it for what it's worth. It's an incredible read. Uh, it's on my website, theandrewmeyer.com. Right on, man. Thanks for joining us. Should be fun. We also got Luke hanging out. If you're don't tase me, bro, um, don't tax me, bro. Thank you so much for coming on, Andrew. Uh, I think it's also fair to say that some people are dealing with mass formation psychosis. If you don't know what it is, I think you're dealing with it. And if you want to help warn people about this dangerous mind virus, you can on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And by doing so, you also support me and my efforts here. Thank you so much for having me, Andrew. Thanks for coming on. Long history. There's a lot of things we can unpack here. It's going to be a fun show. I'm really looking forward to getting into it, man. Um, well, I'm Ian Crossland. I'm happy to be here. Let's Laurel, let's go, Serge. Tell me about it. Hey, I'm Serge at Serge.com. Uh, yeah, ready for a show. It'll be fun. Here we go. We got C-SPAN pulled up right here. Ladies and gentlemen, as you are tuning into this segment, what can you see? Motion to adjourn. Republicans 219, Democrats 212. One Republican voted no, but it looks like the yeas have it. And our lazy members of Congress who did nothing but sit there all day are voting to go home without getting the job done. Well, I guess to be fair, even those brave we the people votes of the Republican Party, like Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, Biggs, etc., Cloud, uh, I think Clyde as well. A lot of people, there's like 20 people, 20, 21. They're also voting to go home. So fine, 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 whatever. I suppose if it means more gridlock and nothing's happening, I guess the argument is uh, it's a good thing. You know, I don't know. Luke seems to be pretty happy. It's, it's it. a great thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing because the longer Congress fights with itself, the less they could fight against the American people. And, you know, 11 times rookie numbers. 1856 took 133 <laughs> rounds of voting over two months to elect Nathaniel P. Banks as Speaker of the House. Those, again, let's try to beat those numbers here. We're not far away. We got to keep pushing at it. And I think the longer Congress just gets in battle with itself, the more beautiful it is for everyone else, the more freedom we have, the more liberty we have the less government we have which let is me, an me, overall good i want to get this article up real quick 
McCarthy nominated for 11th ballot in the longest House Speaker contest in 164 years loses again. It feels so good. I think that the longer it takes, uh, how did you phrase it? The longer it takes, the better off we are. Yeah. It kind of good. kind of exists until there's a diminishing return. Because if it happens for, say, seven years, then all of a sudden we have no government. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, no. thank you. That's not You're good, speaking the, my love the language. Cartels are running the southern border. The we cartels already are running uh, the, the, the government, especially in Mexico, well, and they're need- connected to the intelligence agencies and you look at how, how the cartels got their start, they wouldn't be as violent and as prolific if it wasn't for American government and and the Mexican government running protection rackets for them and giving them a lot of money. As nice as it is to, you know, fantasize like, oh, what if the government didn't work for two years? The next time it's time for Ukraine <laughs> to get their checks so we can do money laundering for everybody that works for Northrop government in Congress, you know, takes money from them. The next time they want to cut a check to Ukraine, the Democrats and Republicans will do a deal. So I'm enjoying this time. It's a lot of fun, but we have to acknowledge no, the Democrats and the Republicans, they're on the same side of every major issue, and they all want the money at the end of the day. That's why I'm I'll, wondering, I, do you think there's any value to it? If it keeps being gridlocked and they keep they can't figure it out, at some point, should it go to a general election? Like, we're voting for our president, we're voting for our speaker. It doesn't have to be a congressperson. It probably shouldn't be a congressperson. Just some American that wants to step up and run and do the job. It could be anybody. Uh, they've officially adjourned. They're all going home. They're going to come back on January 6th. And I wonder what tomorrow is going to be like. January 6th, huh? Yeah, January, January 6th. 6th. It's a historic day. That's, I mean, like, that's like Democrats 9-11. Is it yeah. really I, I, think some, uh, I think some uh, uh, you know, windows got broken that day, right? right. Yeah, is it really? I, I, a guy, a guy with horns historic? walked around. I think yeah. a police yeah. officer shot an innocent woman, too. Yeah, that's right. true. I yeah. think Ashley Rest Rest I don't know. Rest killed her. Yeah. yeah, shot and killed her. Yeah. January 6th. It's so funny. This is the one story that just shows how split the country is. If you're on the left, some of these people said things like January 6th is the new Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah. That's how worse, crazy they are. Worse than 9-11. But then on the right, yeah. you have people saying this is the new July 4th. Like, we're going to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have totally. a good time. That's 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 also very dumb. I mean, <laughs> I think if people want to celebrate it, I roll my eyes at it. The people who are saying it's like Pearl Harbor, that's like, oh, come on. Yeah, for real. I can get why people are like, th- there were people cheering for January 6th, but I'm like, guys, you, you got to understand. It's one thing when people stand defiant and like, like this, Matt Gates is like, we're blocking Kevin McCarthy. This is a tangible political conflict. It's like, what, what I mean to say is there's actually repercussions for what's happening right now. January 6th, like nothing happened. Windows got broken. Yeah. People got people got hurt. Trump supporters got hurt. Nothing there was no political gain. It actually just benefited the machine. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like that, that the whole thing was dumb. Well, one of the things that nobody's talking about is the pipe bombs on January 5th. You know, they, the FBI discovered these pipe bombs that were planted on January 5th. And right now, Jacob Wool is putting out information that the government is interested in. Like, wait, OK, fine. You're investigating the story. So we're going to look into it, too, as to where these pipe bombs actually came from. They're finally looking into it thanks to independent journalists like Jacob Wool. And it's just amazing how many people are still locked up in a gulag in D.C. for what? For going on a self-guided tour? The government let them in. They wave them in. The videos are there. They're well, waving them in. Let's let's make. I, I like the nuance. A lot of people walked around. They walked in from the back entrance where the cops wave them in and open the door. And because of this, there was a direct acquittal. I think more than one. There was a direct acquittal of a guy on all charges because there's a video showing the cops waving him in. Another guy got charges dropped, but was still charged for other reasons. There was because like he still ended up doing something that was criminal, but the trespass was like no, nah, the cops did wave him in. What happens is. Uh, people, the staunchest people on the right said, all oh, the cops let him in. Well, there were, there were people fighting on one side, smashing into cops and fighting their way in. On the other side, the cops opened the door. Both things happened. You know, what I mean? like the riot was yep. bad. The violence was bad. But the, most of the people who are walking around, 
they had the doors open for them. The people who were fighting with cops were blocked and struggled to get in. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It's also interesting to see that the FBI a couple days ago announced that they're going to be doubling the reward money for information that's going to lead to the arrest of the pipe bomber uh, that, of course, laid these pipe bombs on January 5th. Very strange that this guy's not caught here. There is a lot of involvement with the intelligence agents here that, of course, it's still being kept away from the general public. But in the new $1.7 trillion uh, omnibus bill that was just passed, there was a provision there that's going to double the DOJ funding when it comes to prosecuting people for January 6th. And it looks like they're going to try to arrest double the amount of people that they already have for the events that, of course, happen on that particular day. So it looks like this is something that's not going to be ending very soon. I think we need the tapes released. I think this is also one of the things that's being negotiated right now with Kevin McCarthy, as even Tucker Carlson on Fox News came out a couple days ago and said, hey, if uh, Kevin McCarthy releases the January 6th tapes, then people will back him and support him and vote him for Speaker of the House. This is what, according to Tucker Carlson, is being debated right now at the House and is one of the key provisions behind keeping uh, Kevin McCarthy in that position of power. What tapes? The the, uh, January 6th tapes of of exactly what happened there and then all the information that came forward. Uh, There's still a lot of surveillance footage that is being kept away from the general public. There's a lot of videos. There's a lot of evidence still that the American people have not seen that would probably paint a, a a picture of of what happened there in more detail than what we already know. I ran a uh, poll in the chat. Is it funny that McCarthy lost 11 times? 95% yes. <laughs> I voted yes. <laughs> you voted yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny. I was like, it's, it's funny. It's funny, strange, maybe. Funny. Funny, haha. I don't like these bit. people. Uh, <clears throat> Luke makes a really good point. There's, there's countless hours of evidence from January 6th that... Th- actually, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back to Ian's point the other day that when you hit the nail on the head with the hammer saying sometimes no investigation is better than an investigation because if McCarthy does a sham investigation with a limited budget, it will convince people that that was a real investigation. They'll say, look, we investigated all that stuff. We found nothing. It's like, yeah, you found nothing because you gave him 10 grand. Like you need a speaker who's going to go in and say, we're going to get a legitimate hearing, a legitimate commission with real money behind this. Otherwise you get McCarthy in. I, I think you were right when you said that. I think you want independent commissions looking into it, too. However, who's going to appoint the independent commission? Who are they? Who is their father? <laughs> who's their second cousin? Who are the, Who's paying them? You know, I don't know. But the idea that the government would investigate itself always makes I me I mean, they have before. Let's let's have some nuance here, because I, I agree in your in your sentiment and, and probably said the, your exact words before. But when it came to uh, the church commissions, we found out a lot that we would have never found out if it wasn't for, uh, uh, you know, brave members of, of Congress coming forward and saying, hey, let's really look at what the intelligence agencies are doing here. And then we found out a lot of their bigger secrets and a lot of how they were manipulating the corporate media when it came to the consensus of our society. So I, I, I'm, I'm on the other side here. I want more investigations. I want the government investigating itself. I want the government fighting itself. I want the government spending time looking at each other rather than looking at the American people. Uh, on average, Congress passes about 85 bills a year. Uh, hopefully we could stop that number and make sure that they pass less bills with this uh, deadlock.
Iraq. And uh, one could only dream. Are right, you, guys? What do you know about the lead up to the church commission? Are you familiar with how they got that going? No, I, I do not. I just know that it was it was uh, eye opening commission investigation and, and, and congressional hearings that were absolutely game changing when it came to actually seeing what was happening inside of the United States and just how far and just how unaccountable some of these intelligence agencies have gone and strayed away from their original purposes of fighting uh, actual evil. It looks like it was called the church committee was like the, the, the general term, but it was really called the United States Senate Select Committee to Study Governmental Operations <clears throat> with Respect to Intelligence Activities was the actual committee's name. Uh, started in 1975 and investigated the CIA and NSA. What else? The I FBI? actually wrote about it in my book. I oh, kid awesome. you not. What'd you write about? Well, just the fact that they have people embedded across the news media, like the New York Times, Time Magazine, all of these different institutions admittedly had CIA operatives embedded within them. So when you're watching corporate media, if you're not watching something independent, you're basically watching the CIA giving talking points to people that just repeat whatever they tell them. Let me, let me tell you how it works. You get a 20-something out of college journalist. They're making a garbage salary for a digital rag. When all of a sudden, they get this big story. CIA source says Donald Trump, bad man. And then everyone sees this small story, all these other outlets, New York Times, Atlantic, et cetera, Washington Post. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this legit? They reach out to the editors and they're like, yep, we have a legitimate source. We vetted this. And they go, this is a huge story. This now young person is getting their names set everywhere. How did they get this source in intelligence agencies? How did, how did they get this all the information? More stories come out. More stories come out. Eventually, the companies come and say, you got good sources, man. Come work for us. We'll give you double the salary. Then they start getting mentioned. Then they start getting asked to come on TV. Now they're on TV saying, our sources in the intelligence agencies are saying these things. And they're like, wow. Because the intelligence agencies select someone, feed them stories, because they know a young, desperate journalist will run whatever they say because it'll build their career for them. Let's that, call it what it is. Grooming. The CIA is <laughs> grooming young people to become journalists. Yes. That's a 20 right there. That's one way that they're doing it. Uh, uh, in other ways, they just have, you know, CIA Rumors. employees also work as the editors and decide what story gets published and doesn't get published. And uh, yeah, I mean, both ways are true. And um, I think it was, uh, what was his name? Ufket, a famous Ger German journalist that actually blew the whistle about how the intelligence agencies were coming to him with pre-written stories that he literally just had to put his name on. He also uh, died uh, suddenly of a heart attack a couple of years ago as well. What was his full name? I think you remember. I think it's Andrew. Wolf, Everybody's Wolfcott posting or something like that. I literally have that in my book too. I was looking for uh, Udo right, Ulfcott. Right yes, yes, yes. There Udo Ulfcott is his name. Yeah, Award-winning, famous German, German mainstream corporate journalist just came out and said, hey, most of my top stories weren't even written by me. They were written by the intelligence agencies and I just put my name on Free it. Free money and no work. Wow. You find the right person who's got no scruples and, and they'll take and, the deal. And no soul. Ha yeah. Have you guys ever discussed on this show where the origin of the term fake news comes from? Uh, yes, it, it comes from a, a think tank that uh, Eric Schmidt financed with Hillary Clinton uh, uh, during the 2016 presidential election. So the first Washington Post And I actually story. confronted Eric Schmidt on this. I was like, Eric Schmidt, you were a part and, and fundraised the money for this think tank that originally created this term and then weaponized it against your political opposition when you were working and campaigning for with Hillary Clinton. And he told me some very bad words. Uh, you can still see that video on YouTube for some He told you reason. some bad words. He said some bad words. What were, what were you saying? The first Washington Post story that dropped the term fake news before Trump then took that term and 
stuck it right on CNN and all the actual fake news. Amazing. But the first story on the, in the Washington Post calling people fake news, it was talking about We Are Change and about a hundred different other media <laughs> yep, outlets. Yep. We are the origins of fake news, my friend. Well, they used it against us. I know. They, they weaponized it, it You, you should us. clarify that statement. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, that sounds a little bad out of context. Yeah. Right. But them trying to come after us and label us with what they are, which is what they always do. Yep. Like, accuse your enemies of what you were doing. They put out the fake news, so they want to call independent journalists, legitimate people, they want to call us fake news. So the origin of that term is them trying to vilify us, demonize us. Thank God Trump took that term and stuck it right on them. It's very much the modern conspiracy theory term. The term conspiracy theory was invented, from what I've heard, by the CIA to make people that were saying that Kennedy was killed by more than just Oswald. There was something, they were saying there is a conspiracy out there. They said, no, you're just a conspiracy theorist. You're just theorizing about conspiracies when in fact they were conspiring. At least allegedly it just came out the CIA was involved, according to Tucker Carlson. He had some evidence. I didn't see the episode, but uh, Tucker actually, I I gotta give a shout out to Tucker because I got this tweet. Tucker Carlson says, Dan Crenshaw is a committed neoliberal. He's a tool of his donors. He's hawkish on Ukraine's border, but indifferent to ours. And Dan Crenshaw knows that Kevin McCarthy is the least conservative speaker he is likely to get ever. And by the way, wow, Crenshaw did call, he did call people terrorists. I listened to the video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it could be taken out of context because if you listen, we should maybe listen to that clip if you guys have it. Um, well, he it, said he can't let the terror. You can't let the terrorists and win. What he was doing was it was like that was the mantra that he was repeating, like a military doctrine. Like you don't you don't negotiate with terrorists kind of thing. He just like plugged in a mantra. So it was kind of like he wasn't. It's saying they're, they are literal terrorists, but he used that doctrine so you could see how he, people will think he is. Fox News called them insurrectionists. Did you did you see the Fox News anchors? Mm-hmm. They, they were literally saying the people not voting for Kevin McCarthy, insurrectionists. I want to pull up this clip from Michael Knowles. Now, I don't normally play clips from uh, other people's show, but a lot of people are shouting out that Lauren Boebert appeared on Michael Knowles' show. And so I don't want to piggyback their content, but guys, you know, this is big. So shout out to Michael Knowles. And I want to play this uh, statement from, from Lauren Boebert. GOP might be able to figure out the sort of people, people are saying that once the they heard Lauren Boebert lay this out, they really went hard against McCarthy. Figure out if they had an ounce of self-awareness, but they don't. So instead they're blaming Lauren Boebert. We have Lauren on the call. Lauren, thank you so much. I know you're very, very busy right now, uh, but thank you for making time to come on the show. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, Michael. So Lauren, where does it all stand? We've given a recap of, of the, the speaker fight through last night on the show. Kevin McCarthy lost three rounds of voting two days ago. He loses three rounds of voting yesterday. You and those terrible, evil House Freedom Caucus Republicans, you're, you're not budging here. So what happens? Well, let's, let's begin at where it started. This started in the summer. We wanted to handle this privately um, and, and have a solution before January 3rd. Um, these negotiations began in the summer and they were dismissed because Kevin McCarthy um, thought he was going to have this massive red wave and our votes did not matter. When he saw that the $300 million that he raised did not produce the red wave that he promised, he realized quickly he's going to need our votes. And so some concessions um, were were put into play. Uh, it was very difficult to get them into play. It was difficult to get them approved um, with our rules process. The way Washington, D.C. operates and functions, we want to fundamentally change this town. It is broken. Um, it, it is less popular with the American people than cockroaches. Uh, so we have to get something right here, and we cannot go along with the status quo. Well, on January 2nd, 
um, two of my fellow colleagues and myself, Matt Gates, Scott Perry, we walked into uh, Leader McCarthy's office after whipping votes all day long and handed him 218 votes. We said, here it is. Let's seal the deal. Here's some common sense issues that you can put forward, some promises that you can make, single member motion to vacate. So there is accountability on the third in line to the presidency of the United States. You cannot demand more responsibility and follow Nancy Pelosi's precedents of less accountability. So this is our check and balance on the speaker. And that was a priority for me personally, certainly, and for many others. Um, but then things like bring the Texas border plan to the floor for a vote. Bring a term limits bill to the floor for a vote. Any member who wants to reduce spending in an amendment will make that amendment in order so we can bring it to the floor and have a vote. Earmarks, bring them to the floor. And oh no, we got an ad. Capital. You don't use Brave, bro? We do use Brave. We do actually. And you got an ad on that? Yeah, we can skip it. Sorry, Michael. Here we go. We're back. A vote. This is spending money that we do not have. So let's at least have a vote on it instead of packing it into a bill where we'd have no option to either swallow the whole thing or say no way. Um, these are things that we presented to him. He uh, solicited a list from us of committee assignments. All members provide committee assignment requests. We know where our talents and skills are, are best utilized. I want to I want to point out real quick, though, I think what's big here is she mentioned McCarthy thought he was going to get a red wave, which meant he didn't need to actually go to the Freedom Caucus for anything because he wouldn't need their votes. He thought they were probably going to have what, like 240 seats. And then when they realized it wasn't manifesting, it's like, uh oh. So this guy, it sounds like really McCarthy did it to himself. And we provided that list. Um, Kevin McCarthy made a, a great argument saying, listen, the people in this group only want two committees. I need you spread out. I want you to have more influence. And we agreed with that. And we said, you know, this is a time constraint on many of the members. It's a lot of responsibility, a lot of pressure. But we're willing to take that sacrifice and have these committee assignments that bear more pressure. And so we provided that to him. And then... January 2nd, when all of that was laid on the table, Kevin McCarthy laughed us out of the room, said that it was a selfish wish, wish list and would not take the deal. Well, now here we stand, Michael. I no longer have those 218 votes to provide to Kevin McCarthy. So it doesn't matter if I go to the floor today and vote for Kevin McCarthy because there are now more than ever votes that he does 21. not have to get to that speakership. Um, this is very important to know. He walked out of that meeting and lied about what we requested. Trust is absolutely broken if there were in, if there was any to begin with. And this is a huge problem. We want unity in the Republican Party. And I believe now is the time to start seriously considering consensus candidates who will unify the Republican Party so we can get to work for the American people. So Byron Donalds is that guy? Yep. Why do you think? I just like his personality. He's 6'2", 265, <laughs> he man. That, did you see that interview where they're like, what do you think about them threatening something, something? And you, he's like, dude, I'm 6'2", 260. I'm not afraid of that. He's what like, I'm not scared. Yeah, the like, retaliation. Because they were using those words like threaten <clears throat> and are you going to fight on the floor of Congress? Are you going to fight for you? And he's like, yo. And he just turned it around and, and, on an actual fight. Like, they're not actually going to fight. They're not actually threatening each other just because someone might lose their job, you know, because you could argue getting your, your income taken away could be a form of life-threatening 
I said, shush, shush, that, that was that was a Chad Alpha statement when he just smiled and said, I'm 6'2", 265. I'm not worried. Byron, come on in, man. I want to get Lauren in here, too. These guys are close by. I think it might be even a weekend. If you guys are up for a weekend, we can go down there or something. But I want to kind of amplify the messages. Were you about to say something? Yeah, just that I'm glad the Patriots uh, in the Republican Party are holding out. People, eh? I get you People like... Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Say his name again. People like Ali Alexander have been enduring lawfare from the January 6th committee for like two years now. They made him spend his life savings. They made him defend himself for eight hours. And if he said one word wrong, they would have tried to throw him in prison like they did to Roger Stone. So the fact that this January 6th committee exists, it's been pushing lies. It's been used as lawfare to try and decapitate the strongest political leaders on the right. Now that we have the House, we, but now that the Republicans have the House, they should use the January 6th committee and actually do something for the patriots, for their constituents, and go and investigate what have the Democrats been doing with this committee? What happened on January 5th? Was this whole thing some sort of psyop that was ginned up by the intelligence agencies? Because it looked like they got a lot going on there, and Revolver News has had a lot of reporting about that. Ray Epps, with the transcripts that got released, we absolutely need to see them go after that. That's right. Yep. Maybe I, I want it's the weirdest thing when uh, the transcript comes out and there's a quote from Ray Epps saying that he orchestrated. He texted someone saying that. And then Kinzinger tweeted out that it was completely untrue. It is shocking to me that there can be a f- transcript you can read. And these people are just smiling like never happened. But there are people stupid enough to believe him. He's on video cheering this whole thing on orchestrating it and then another question is who opened those doors those magnetic doors that couldn't be opened by humans but were opened from the inside those are important questions that we deserve to know what actually happened here who opened those doors why was security called off what in the world was going on here with ray epps there's a lot of questions i think those questions deserve to be answered and the january 6th commission was is not answering them the video of them opening the doors you're talking about is really the magnetic doors yes it's, it's from inside the building and there's people outside yelling and then someone walks up to the magnetic door, sealed doors, they're barred shut. They look back and like point up at someone and then the doors are magnetically unlocked and opened and then all these people start pouring in. Who opened the door? Who verified the door being open? Who pushed the I want to know too. It's crazy video because someone, look, for all we know, someone broke into the security booth and hit the button. Maybe. Okay, let's let's get that video released so we can figure out what's going on. I think but that would have been a talking point by the corporate media and the Democrats. Look at these. They had insider knowledge. Yeah. They knew what their door... They did. They ran dry drills. They, they knew where the button was. We, we haven't had any of that, but they would have sensationalized it to the mm-hmm. highest degree that they could. Sorry, Ian. I was ahead. just thinking about if there really was like real violent... Uh, damage done that day like if people went in with weapons and started shooting the the cops in the building would have killed a bunch of people and then put a ton of people in prison and it would have been a really big deal but it was just like a guy in a viking suit laughing as people around him were like yeah dude i mean i'm not saying for it there was violence going on and that day it was wasn't pretty, wasn't that guy like telling a cop who was like sorry yeah we'll get out of here man yeah, we're not trying really, to be disrespectful really my, like my friend cordial. jason rink is directing a film about him called q sent me and 
he's got hours of interviews with uh, the Q shaman. And basically, the guy's a well-meaning dude that walked in. You know, he was allowed into the building, and they're treating him like he's Osama bin Laden. It's the craziest thing in the world. Wasn't he on mushrooms? Or, was, or is that? Or am I wouldn't I, am be surprised. I... Are you confusing with me? Is everything? <laughs> Maybe am I confusing? You see, they just legalize mushrooms in Oregon. First time, first state. It's completely recreationally legal now. I just saw Dennis McKenna oh. tweeted it out. Anyway, uh, let's get back to. I don't know if he was on mushrooms or not. I wouldn't be surprised. That's the kind of thing people have done on uh, when you're dosing hard. I've seen. That's he, a bad so a, a, trip. Yeah. A lot of people had pointed out that hearing Lauren Bobert on Michael Knowles's show made them really just anti-McCarthy. And I I agree. You know, we, have, we, we don't listen to comp- everything about it, so you should definitely check out Michael Knowles' interview with her. I don't want to, you know, just ride the whole the whole segment. But uh, I I agree. I had heard rumors about it, but the, the main point is that they had an opportunity in the summer to do a deal. McCarthy thought he wouldn't need it. The Republicans performed terribly for a variety of reasons. Now he's desperate and he can't get it good. You reap what you sow, man. If we can't, if they can't, I say we, but it's them, unfortunately. They're representing we, the people. Uh, if we can't get to a consensus about who it is, are we just going to sit here for the next six, seven, eight weeks and stream like every, live? Every show is just like the house is there again. Watch them go home for dinner at eight right before well, the show. We need popcorn, first of all, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, hell yeah, why not? Yeah, I yes. called it life and death last <laughs> night. People were like, "Oh, haha!" Ian called this life and death, but I mean, it's the it's the the leadership of the most powerful military on earth is now finding itself yeah. in a gridlock pattern. Which is I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I mean, American citizens are pretty much in the same state they were last week. I think the bigger issue is that tomorrow everyone's like, "I'm over it, dude. We get it. Kevin McCarthy can't win. Why do they keep doing this? You know, I, I get it. The alternative is what a motion to adjourn. That's not going to work. I, I think." If I would like, can, can we get a motion to never be allowed to adjourn until this is resolved? That's what I'd vote for. I'd be like, no one's leaving. Their job is basically to sit around as it is. It's like the easiest, look, right now there's some dude loading bags into a truck, loading boxes into a truck, heavy lifting, covered in sweat, his back is hurting, and he's getting paid less than these people to sit around and complain about each other. This is why I'm afraid or, or concerned about leaving it up to the con- to the house to find their own speaker because it, they are going to break each other's will and then just browbeat people down to like, okay, fine, I don't care anymore. Take it. Take whoever you want. That's not the way you elect leadership. We need the people deciding who is going to be the voice of that of that movement. Well, I will say it's tough for us to decide who's going to be the voice of that movement. I'm, I'm living in Arizona. I love Arizona. I think it's the greatest state in the country. And right now, I was there. It took three hours for me to vote. I watched a ton of people get out of line. They had... All kinds of malfunctions where the voting machines were not taking, you know, the the you know, nineteen inches instead of twenty is what they said. Yeah, the ballot the, was rejecting the the machine was rejecting the ballots. They were rejecting the ballots and the tabulators. And they had a two day trial. If you watch that trial, Shane Cashman, uh, Timcast.com wrote an incredible article about yeah. it. Yeah. Shane's great. Shane's a great I want to meet Shane. He's cool. Yeah. He yes. wrote a, he He's wrote even a, cooler after you meet him. <laughs> His wrote, article was really good. And it was not assertive. He didn't come out and say this definitively was this. He said, here's the evidence presented. Here's what I experienced. The media wasn't even talking about the evidence that the witnesses were presenting. It's crazy. So the judge in that case, I don't know how the judge got to the conclusion after those two days when every Republican witness said factually, here is what happened. Like, this is against the law. This is crazy. There's no chain of custody. And then the Democrat witnesses they're, the Democrat lawyers are flustered. It's crazy. And then to dismiss that case. Well, I'll put it, I'll put it very lightly. 
There are bad judges who make bad rulings. If, 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 uh, however you want to interpret that. Carrie Lake's appealing. So the, the interesting thing is that moving forward, I don't know too much about it, but I'm very optimistic. My understanding is that the argument made by Carrie Lake's legal team is based on precedent set by the same court she's now petitioning. So it would be really, really, I, I think they planned this. Like, I, I, like you, you, you can't imagine that Carrie Lake's legal team, after seeing everything they've seen, did not have a plan in place. It would be really weird if the Arizona, I think they're going to the Arizona Supreme Court, rejected its own precedents and said, no, actually, we changed our mind on, on it, would, it, would, it would just be like, it's kind of setting them up, you know? It'd be a little bit like 2020 in repeat. The fact that not a single Supreme Court case was held <clears throat> in 2020 was just insane. I mean, but, it's, it's not crazy precedent. Bush v. Gore. We saw it in 2000 that they will hear a case. Okay, what's going on with the elections? But we didn't even get to hear a case in 2020. And for the Arizona can, Supreme Court, if they don't have the courage to hear this case, then I question the legitimacy of our entire country. You can give a shout out to Thomas and Alito, who agreed to hear the Texas v. Pen I think it was Texas v. Pennsylvania. And then you had uh, you had uh, um, Coney Barrett, you had Kavanaugh, who said no. You had Roberts who said no. So I mean, look, some of these are Trump's Trump's appointees. Trump, they, and they and and the, and the issue is. When that suit happened, and this is a lawsuit, it's an argument that never got to happen, okay? It's questions about the legality of voting procedure, nothing to do with fraud. They called it a fraud lawsuit over and over again in the press because they were lying. This was Texas saying, we don't think the procedure held in the, in the, in the law by Pennsylvania is in line with what the Constitution uh, dictates. And the, and the Supreme Court is supposed to handle original jurisdiction, that is, disputes between states. Thomas and Alito both agreed, whether we want to or not, we are obligated to take up a court case between states. And then everyone else just said, we're not getting anywhere near this. And so now you have people who are upset that these questions didn't get resolved. What ends up happening? Arizona. And now you have people whose confidence in the system is shattered. I have to wonder if that's what they wanted. I have to say, because you mentioned Trump earlier, these are Trump's justices. Trump listened to McConnell. McConnell picked the justices for him. And Trump has had track record of putting the worst people around him, picking the worst people around him. He endorsed McCarthy for this uh, speaker race that we're all enjoying where McCarthy is failing over and over and over again. And Trump, you know, for people, I love him. I voted for him. I, I tried everything I could to help get him in office both times. But I think he's retired and we should want him to be retired because he doesn't know how to put competent people around him. Let me pull up this story from TimCast.com. Matt Gates votes Trump for House Speaker and not just that. He stood up and nominated him, and it was the greatest thing. Look, Trump's not going to win, but they C-SPAN actually added Trump's name to the vote tally, and it's like one vote from Matt Gates. What was funny about this is not just that, is that he's sitting next to Marjorie Taylor Greene when he's, when he's announcing this vote, and she's voting for McCarthy. But back to what you were saying, Trump having been retired. My first question, before we get into what Trump is up to, would Trump at this point, based on what you said, would Trump be, if he could be, would he be a good speaker? I don't think Trump has any interest in being the speaker. Well, no, but hold on. I know. I know. That my, my question is, would we even want him to be? I would take him, but is he a, a better candidate than someone like uh, Steve Scalise, who's like a compromise candidate? I don't know, because Trump gives the establishment everything that they want. He's not the independent. When he said drain the swamp, he didn't do it. When he said build the wall, he didn't do it. So why would we even want him at this point? He's not anti-establishment. He's establishment. He's pro-McCarthy. He's pro-McCarthy. He if, he, if he did get in, how much you want to bet, he'd be like, okay, Kevin, what should I do? 
Yeah, he has. I don't. Probably doesn't even know what the speaker of the house is supposed to do at this point. Does he have any idea what the speaker of the house does? I think uh, I'd have to ask him. I didn't. Bannon say Trump should be speaker as well. At this point, look, man, a few months ago, I was like, oh, DeSantis, maybe Trump. Now I'm like, DeSantis very heavy because Trump seems to be just out of the game, like by choice. Like he's he's like, I'm chilling, dude. Leave me alone. That brings me to an interesting question. In the Republican debates, you're going to see retired Trump, not like strong 2015 Trump, but like retired Trump. You saw his uh, his speech announcing his run. He looked pretty tired. DeSantis, who you could watch his uh, debate when for governor. He choked pretty hard. Like he didn't do so well in those debates. He's a little dry. He's a little dry. Sanders is a dry. In this, in, you know, not in, so charismatic. And then it's a fact. Yay is going to be in those debates. <laughs> Yay is going to be in those debates. And Bring it on. How, th- how do you think it's really possible? Yay, I, I believe how, is how going it is. To run. I mean, he the, polls. The, the debates are are controlled by a, a bureaucratic force of Democrats and Republicans that kick out anyone from the third party. They only make sure that their swamp candidates are pretty much in there. How would who, I, who I don't, is, I don't who, see who Yay doing this? Who is they? Who is they, they only have who, <laughs> the, the establishment <laughs> Democrat and Republicans that that run the um, presidential debate committee, which is a private organization that pretty much is there to kick anyone else out that isn't a part of the swamp. Okay, my, I'm my, sorry I interrupted you. That my, was a cheer for No, you're okay. You're Ye okay. is one of the most charismatic people in human history. Like him or not, disagree with him or not, he's one of the most charismatic people in human history. I know that he's been talking to Ali Alexander, who's maybe the smartest political strategist uh, in the country. So. The most charismatic guy with the smartest political strategist in a debate with retired Trump, uh, you know, not so strong DeSantis in a debate, and then the rest of the whatever establishment candidates they roll out, Pompeo. You might see something very surprising in those debates. I don't Pompeo, think Pompeo, Nikki Haley. I got to shout out Shane Cashman again because he also wrote the Yay article and got to sit down with Yay. People need to get this. When Yay got up and left, Shane Cashman, he's a huge fan of Kanye West as an artist and, and knows a lot about his life and career. And Shane went up to Ye and started talking to him. And I, here's my opinion on what happened, because I don't want to speak for Shane or Ye. But I think Ye immediately recognized that Shane actually knew what he was talking about. Shane was referencing things about Ye's career that he could see in what was happening now. One of the things he mentioned was that Ye has this arc of bombing with negative press and then rising up really big, even bigger. And he and and there's an element of maybe Ye is trying to do nuclear bad press as part of some kind of strategy or something. But Shane talks to Ye. Ye immediately goes, "Come with us, fly out." And so we we you know Shane didn't go, but if, but a few days later we're like, bro, like go talk to these guys. And then he decided he was going to go do it. He got to actually sit down with Ye. It's a really, really interesting article. You need to understand Ye's strategy because we sit here and we and we laugh about the absurdity of his Alex Jones interview. But if this guy has continually found a way to, you know, dive and then, re, re, you know, and then come back like a phoenix. Yeah. The, like, I think I think you'd be a fool to underestimate a guy who was able to make himself a billionaire, whether it be Trump or Ye. They made fun of. Look, I, I, I don't know. I think that Alex Jones interview was nuts. Don't get me wrong. But everybody made fun of Trump. And I think, you know, one of the things Ye said to me was that Trump opened the door and showed us how. So I wonder if he's actually doing something. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I'm saying when it comes to the debates, I, I, I lean towards agreeing with you. I don't, I don't know. It's a tough call. But he's a charismatic, powerful guy. I think he could find his way in. I think your man Shane Cashman hit on something because 
I'm a Jew. When I first watched the Alex Jones interview with Ye, and he was um, saying positive things about the Nazis, I, I really didn't like it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I did not enjoy it. But then I listened more, and he was saying, I love everybody. I love the doctor that killed my mother. Uh, I love Mao Zedong. He was trying to preach Christian values, which is that uh, he loves everyone. That's what Ian was saying. Yeah. He was saying the same thing. He did, it was brute. The way he did it was brute force. So it came off, you know, with these little clips that take it out of context, make him look like a psycho. But that's what happens bro, when you're bro. radically honest. Well, hold on. To be fair, in context, it made him look like a psycho. But not if you listen to the whole interview, because what you're saying, Andrew, is accurate. He, he started to talk about all the villains of history and how he has love for these people, even people that have wronged him personally. I haven't heard the Mao stuff. I, I did hear him just focus on that one leader in Germany in 1930, <laughs> to be honest with you. Did he say Mao? Yeah, he said Mao, too. Okay. I mean, it's a three-hour interview. It's easy not to see yeah. the whole this thing. Is some, so Shane released a clip where he brings this up to Ye, and I think you should listen to it and judge for yourself. But he says, it's interesting how you say you like a bad person, really like someone, one of the worst, and that is the only thing said. But when you mention that you love other people, you love the Jews, you love other groups, no one wants to hear that portion of it. And so it's almost like, I, I guess the idea is kind of like Ye was intentionally seeing how you would react when he presented you with a positive and a negative, and then you only care about the negative thing he said, not the positive it thing. It weeds out, oh, what are you gonna say? Yeah, it weeds people out that are like short-sighted, I find, but it also puts you at a disadvantage emotionally for a while after you do it, because it angers a lot of people. But you do see the fools. The comedian Owen Benjamin, uh, I did a debate with him a couple of years ago, and we were debating about Jews, and he said that you know Jews are like a sacred cow. You're not allowed to discuss whether they're good or they're bad. And and I told him I don't want to be a sacred cow. I don't want my people to be a sacred cow. Let's discuss the good and the black in the community. Otherwise, you're stultifying the community. It's the only way to move things forward. Like nobody nobody says how dare you discuss if there's crime in the black community because you look at the statistics. Okay, there's an issue. How do we address it? If you look at my community. There's way more disproportionate uh, of my people involved in things like the negative corporate media, banking. Uh, I, I'm not trying to sound anti-Semitic. I've been accused of that somehow. It's very crazy. But it's, it's easy to look at my community and say there's these problems. And if you don't let people discuss it, it makes people very hateful. So I don't want there to be any sacred cows. And I think one of the things Ye was doing is saying, okay, this is a sacred cow. I'm not allowed to say that I love the Nazis. Well, I love everyone. I have Christian values. I love everyone. And he's slaughtering a negative sacred cow, which is you, Hitler is supposed to be so much worse than Mao. Mao killed way more people. Yeah, Mao killed true. way more people. What was it, like 50 million? Or Something like that. that. Yeah. yeah. The starvation. Stalin occurred. killed more people. The, and people yeah. are allowed to wear communist uh, logos on their shirts. Right. That stuff's evil, too. Here's my thing about this. We, You know, I think in the 30 minutes that we had with Ye, like we mentioned the Jon Stewart thing. Jon Stewart said exactly what you did, that... If there are people who are seeing a lot of Jewish people in certain sectors, finance or, or media or whatever, and anytime they try and bring that up, they're, they're attacked, then it's going to actually make things worse. Yep. And I agree with that. My issue is, look, before we went live, Ye was calm and we talked about all of that. I said, you know, look, but what about Elon Musk, Jeff, uh, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates? And he was like, yeah, well, you know, they work for Jewish people, don't they? And blah, blah, blah. And it was very chill. But then when we go live, all of a sudden he was very angry, high energy, like saying that I was disrespect, like I'm going to get a PJ if I'm getting lectured like Lex Fridman. And it was like all of a sudden this calm conversation we had had transformed into something that fe felt totally fake. And then he gets out of here and then a couple hours later he got a private jet already waiting for him at the airport, which I just don't see as being particularly likely. I, so I, I don't feel like it was an honest interaction, to be honest. All, all I'll say mm -hmm. to that is that um, 
one of the, the wisest sadiqs, a righteous named Rav Ashlag said is that all you can really choose in life is who you surround yourself with. And at the time that he did the interview with you, he had like Milo in his corner. And I don't have very many nice things to say about Milo. Okay, I, I'm not a fan. And Milo is not with you anymore. And Ali Alexander is. And I have a lot of good things to say about Ali Alexander. I've known him for years. And he's a positive force. You can listen to him. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He espouses Christian values and lives it more than just about anybody. And though I'm a Jew, if this country doesn't return to God, this country will fall. Look at Europe. Europe is, they always say Europe is like 10 years ahead of us, or England's 10 years ahead of us. England is falling into the garbage because those people are largely atheist. And if America doesn't return to being Christian, because it's not going to be a Jewish nation, it's not going to be a Muslim nation, if this doesn't become a Christian nation again, this country's not going to stand. It's your, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, man. What, what was the next thing you are going to say? It's just that Ye actually uh, puts out Christian energy. Like you listen to Jesus is King, that had spiritual energy. His mm -hmm. album, Jesus is King, was incredible. It returned people to Christ and to God. He needs, he needs to hang out with Shane Cashman. I love Shane Cashman, bro. His well, article's incredible. Yeah, his his and and really we we mean it. And I think Shane understands Kanye's career and understands the Christ-like stuff. And I think would be a positive influence to get away from that weird stuff that he did on Alex Jones. Something you know I, mean? I was learning while from what happened when he was on the show and the whole Jewish conversation around Kanye and everything was uh, that a lot of the people that call themselves Jewish don't believe in God. At that point, I'm like, I don't. I question that you're even a Jew at that point. Like, you might be an Israelite because you are derived from Jacob, Jacob's tribe. Jacob is Israel. Judah, his son, spawned the Jewish people. But they, it was the God that was. But but bro, if bro. not for God, they would not exist. So I, like, I just gotta say, it's a semantic argument. Jewish religion, Israelite by culture. That's what I'm proposing. But you're just you're just making a semantic argument. You're I don't not, think so because people call themselves cultural Jews. I get it. You're from the tribe of Judah, but you're really you're also from the tribe of Israel. Like you are an Israelite. There are Jews uh, in Israel that say what's happening in America is like a second Holocaust because there's so many Jews that are becoming atheists, and because they don't uh, care about anything about the Torah, they're willing to intermarry to the point where their their descendants are not going to be Jewish. So they say it's like a, a second Holocaust because these people eventually, you could say that, uh, you could call it now that they're not Jewish now, but if, if they're atheist and they intermarry and eventually their kids will not be Jewish. So that is the diminishment of the tribe in the way in which Ian is describing it. But I, I will say that the problem with the, the atheist Jews in this country is the same problem with any other atheist. If you are disconnecting from God, you're not going to have truth in your life at some point. You can do great things in this world, but if you're not connected to God, at some point you're going to fall. I love Scott Adams. I think Scott Adams is one of the most incredible commentators of our lifetimes, like how he explained Trump to people. But at a certain point, it's like his commentary went a little askew, and I believe if he were connected to God, that would never have happened. I, I don't mean the Bogart that might go ahead. I, no, no, I, I wanted to say it's, it's believing in something bigger than yourself and whatever that means. I see what, what I see a lot of people is like, I don't care if you're an atheist. I care if you hold yourself above all others. And so what we end up getting 
there's there's a couple different ways to look at atheism that we've seen. There have been moderate secular people who are good people, who are moral people, who don't want to infringe on anybody, don't think they're better than you. They just don't believe in God. But now we're seeing a lot of young people who are atheists and think that's carte blanche to be narcissists, to be egotists, to be entitled, or to just inherently have those traits within them because they don't think there's anything else. They're like, well, there's no God. It's only me. Then I'm the only thing that matters. Everything is mine. totally. I think part of why the Jews were so successful as a as a as a culture and and as religion and as a faith and as a people is because they followed the tenets of God. Like you don't covet your neighbor's wife. You don't steal people's stuff. You don't murder people. You don't worship false idols. Like you don't money all this crap. Like the usury thing is where I start to wonder. These people like fell away from the path and then started provoking and, and and using the other people as slaves. Like usury was punishable by death for a long time. I, insane amounts of interest. I, I think the family unit is also something worth talking about since, of course, a lot of religious Jewish people spend their entire Friday night and Saturday night together. That's awesome. Uh, th- that, that is, that is a, a superpower th- that is helping people connect with their their loved ones with with their own you know with their own people and and i think that that truly is one of the more important tenets especially when it comes to the larger statistics to strong family units to to a lot of success i'll tell you a personal story i don't think i've told this anywhere but uh, when the don't tase me bro thing happened my parents were counseling me hey don't get expelled from the university don't go like i could have gone on every tv show in the world And my parents wanted me to be low-key. Don't get expelled from the university. Don't go to trial with these bogus criminal trials. And I I wanted to go on every show. I wanted to go on Bill O'Reilly and confront him for being such a war pig. I wanted to go on Jon Stewart and say, how dare you call me a douchebag? You're a sellout. I wanted to do all these things. But a voice came to me. It was like, honor your mother and your father. They really did not want me to go high key with it. And if I did, I know I would have become an egotistical monster. I never would have become a more refined man. And so what you were saying about the the value in uh, actually believing in Torah or like the Jewish tradition connecting to God, without that, I, I'd be lost. And I wasn't even someone that was so uh, heavy believing in God. It's just something that, that, that occurred to me. So I just feel like if you look at world history, Christianity did so much good in the world. It wiped out human sacrifice and cannibalism off this continent. So if you're not, if you have a nation totally disconnected from God, what does that look like? Well, I'll tell you, we got this article from SFGate, more U-Haul trucks left California than any other state in 2022. And do you know why? Because there is human excrement littering the streets yeah, in true. all of their major cities. True. I don't care if you're going to L.A., SF, Sacramento, whatever. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Fresno. It's Fresno. Oh, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. Have you heard about the poop department in San Francisco? Yeah, they had an app called Snap Crap. Where people <laughs> take a picture, yeah. take a picture no, of the no, poop no. On, the, on the sidewalk. Is that for real? That's a real thing. Snap Crap. So this is the point. <laughs> uh Snap crap, huh? That was to warn people of where the poop oh, is. Well, no, to, to try and tell the, the health department, go it's and real. clean it up. It's, yeah, it's, it's real snap yep. crap. Snap crap. But it, it doesn't even matter because it's just brown. Like the map, there's so many poop nodes <laughs> oh. placed. It's just a, a brown yeah, a splotch lot. over San Francisco. This is what happens with... Too much government. Loss of family. Yeah, loss of family units. It, the issue isn't necessarily government, but I don't completely disagree with you. If you have people who are family-oriented, family-first, if they have some kind of belief in something beyond them, be it God or otherwise, like a moral sense, which I do think comes from God in, in, a, lot of, in a lot of ways, but I think there can be people who are moral without believing in God. If, if you have that, 
then you have people in government with scruples. You have a cop who's like, I can't give someone a fake ticket, a bogus ticket. I can't wrongly arrest this person. That'd be wrong. I'll be punished. God will be mad at me. My family will be mad at me. My community will be mad at me. But now because everyone is this, I'm the only one that matters. You get bad cops. You get bad government. You get poop all over the streets. You get people saying, I could solve the problem, but I'd like to campaign off of it to get reelected, so I won't. I see some problems with like honor thy mother and thy father, which is super important. That's part of the Torah. That's part of the Ten Commandments, yeah. is it not? Uh, and then uh, what happens is people with bad parents or parents that aren't there, people that don't know their dads. Like This is kind of an endemic thing in our society. How do you honor someone that you hate, that wronged you, that, that set you in a path of emptiness? Like How do you honor someone like that? Th- that's why I always recommend people listen to Jesse Lee Peterson. Jesse Lee Peterson says, forgive your mother. Because so many people had mothers that uh, didn't do right by them. I actually brought this book. I didn't even know I'd talk about this specifically, but this is the continuum concept. I brought this literally just because it says that mothers that don't constantly hold their babies, it's like the babies feel neglected and people grow up without a sense of love. And that's people that have mothers that are at least trying a little bit. People without parents at all, or your your mother was abusive, so that's going to screw you up. Jesse Lee Peterson says, forgive your mother. It helps so many people like forgive their mother, return to their father, connect to God. So I love Jesse Lee Peterson for that. And since I brought him up, uh, he's uh, in a commercial. I said I'm a right-wing entrepreneur. I'm putting out this stuff, Alpha Jerky, at BigClubUSA.com. And Jesse Lee Peterson, there's a hilarious commercial that, I, that we put out with uh, Jesse Lee. It's on uh, Patriot J's uh, Twitter right now. Banned from Twitter, by the way, Patriot J. Elon Musk, restore Patriot J. Restore Patriot J oh, yeah. today. Yo, that jerky's legit, dude. It's oh, yeah, salt. It's good the only preservative in it is salt. It's salt, no beef, sugar. and what? Water? So this guy, Andrew, is like, I, I, got, I got something you might want to check out. I was like, I don't know, man. He's like, it's jerky. And I'm like, I look at it. No sugar. No garbage. Salt, just beef, salt, pepper. salt, ground pepper, and beef. So this is what happens with it's good incredible. family values. You get the seed oils and the garbage out of your food. You don't buy a U-Haul to flee California. <laughs> you move to Florida. Or you live in Florida already. Speaking of, where are you at now? Where are you based out of? Arizona. It's the greatest state. But if we don't have a miracle, people, please pray for Kerry Lake's appeal. I need that state to stay red. I don't want to live in a state where some Democrat governor decides, oh, guess what? Uh, There's a new uh, chicken flu and everybody stay inside your house or you get arrested. Those U-Hauls leaving California are going to Arizona. Don't and Texas. It's, it's a great state, but don't... Sh- the no, article don't actually mentions that a lot of people are moving to Texas. Oh, wow, really? And, Florida, and the fastest and the fastest growing state in the United States is Florida. But the number one state that people are leaving, according to the latest data, is New Jersey, Illinois, New York, and Connecticut. New Jersey. Let me, let me tell you about something, something about New Jersey. We were there for a little while. And I was actually really excited by the idea. I was like, we can, we can fix this place. We can, we can build a culture here. New Jersey has a brain drain among the young. No young person wants to live in New Jersey. So they leave right away. And this makes the state stagnant and bad. And then you get bad government and problems which perpetuate the cycle. The worse the government gets, the more nobody wants to be there. So I'm like, we should set something up here and then start pushing back. It's not possible. I just I just feel like you can't be done. So we left. It's the epitome of like a, a state being run by its capital. Or yeah, like, it's a swamp state. It's like New York has at least upstate New York. 
But Jersey doesn't. The whole thing is just a swamp. Yeah, th- there's a reason we call it dirty Jersey. There's a reason the taxes are so high. There's a reason you can't defend yourself. It's it's an absolutely horrible state that a lot of New Yorkers who tapped out of New York City just went to in order to get away from all the yuppies and all the urban professionals taking over uh, what used to be a great city, New York City. Did you go to Jersey much when you lived in New York? Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Did you ever go to Manhattan or were you just kind of a borough guy? Sometimes. Your borough? Depends. I was mainly just in Brooklyn. So yeah, he's a broken guy. That's why he says both instead of both. Depends. It was my accent was worse before. Now it's. Oh, I wish I could do a video better. of like when it was. It was really yes, rough. my earlier videos on my channel. It's horrible, and I cringe watching it all the time. It's absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got videos on my channel from like two thousand and eight, two thousand seven. And it was heavy then. Uh, I'd be it, like, you know, I'd be like, hey Luke, did you want the vanilla ice cream or the chocolate? Both. And I'd be like, B O A F, both. But I've been working on my language skills. I don't know if even Luke gets enough. Believe this. I don't know if Luke gets enough credit for being the legendary I don't. journalist that he is. <laughs> this, this guy was confronting Larry Silverstein, uh, Jacob Rothschild, I believe. Eric this, Schmidt. This guy. Yeah. He got his own channel demonetized by yelling at the CEO of Google. This guy is one fun. of the original. <laughs> it was worth it independent journalists in this era and I just don't know if he gets enough credit for that we broke the spirit cooking story Cassandra Fairbanks on We Are Change 2016 we helped swing that election Yep, it was Cassandra Fairbanks and you working as the top editors we had a staff of like 30 people we were releasing articles we broke that spirit cooking story uh, and we we were kicking butt we were doing a lot of incredible work but uh, I made made the mistake of having um, uh, left wing people and right wing people and I said look let the best ideas win we're going to debate them if a right wing person puts out an article you disagree with write a counter argument and let's actually have this debate on the platform it worked for a while and then everyone started fighting each other and then there was a civil war and it got bad (laughs) and i'm like i just i just gave up so but uh, but it was it was it was the good old heydays of of actual journalism of actual investigations of actually talking about the stories that mattered and we had a full frontal attack by the establishment by the corporate media that went after us hardcore and uh i mean i'm still i'm still keeping at it but um those are different days so let, let me ask you about Texas then do you think the people leaving California are good people do you think the people leaving California are like based and they're like I don't want to be here anymore let's go to Texas I think they have to be right but but is it is it possible they're also just like default liberals who are like things are really bad let's go vote for the same thing in Texas Mm. locusts they're like locusts I think a lot of these people they didn't learn a thing they're just like hey like Tim just said it's really bad here. Let's go somewhere else. And they don't learn. Why is it bad? Remember that guy who was like, I vote Democrat, but this is really bad. So I'm going to Florida where I'll keep voting Democrat. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 no. Don't you get it? I don't think so. I think looking at the the election numbers, especially from Florida, we saw the, the, this biggest transplant movement, especially from New York City, with predominantly right wingers. We, we saw that a lot of people are even estimating that Lee Zeldin could have won New York as governor if those people didn't flee to Florida. Florida became uh, from came from a purple state to a, a solid red state. That happened because the same people who think the same way are moving to places that they think they're going to be respected. Um, and I, I think that's the majority of people leaving California now. The only thing I'll say to whether Lee Zeldin could have won is there was a documentary called Kill Chain. This was on HBO, and it has people like Kamala Harris talking about hacking elections and saying that right. elections can be easily hacked. So. I don't know if any amount of people not fleeing to Florida would have fixed New York. And I have a, I have a book that I'm putting out soon. Uh, you'll see excerpts of it on my Substack that I just launched, uh, theandrewmeyer.substack.com. But the book is called Blatant Fraud, The Stealing of Arizona. And I get in depth of what's going on in the – just like HBO did, just like uh, 20 years ago they had a movie – 
blackboxvoting.org and they talked about what was going on with the George Bush elections. You know, as I said to John Kerry, the voting machines counting backwards. So this stuff is not new. Let me ask you, in all your wisdom, how do we stop the problem of poop in the streets of California? <laughs> no, no, but, but, but no, and, and as a more serious take on the question, if people are fleeing, it's because of things like that and these problems. Is there, is there even a solution to it? Because I got to be honest, what can the government do that it, it can't, it, that it's already failed at? And then if you do nothing, people will just stay there and poop in the street. It's all about the individual. Every yeah. single person. You have, to, you have to do your utmost. You better be praying to God. You can fast. You can, I recommend this. this I'm going to give you this, by the way, Tim. This is the Zohar. I have one. Really? Tell yeah. me. What is it? This is literally the Holy Grail. I kid you not. Like You can look in the Catholic Encyclopedia, what is the Holy Grail, do some research. Eventually, you'll find this book. This is the soul of the Torah, the soul of the Bible. And just having this is so much light. If enough people in the world have just have this, the Zohar, I used to give these out up and down the coast of Florida because there were, used to be so many hurricanes. They started this project, give out the Zohar along the coast of Florida. There was no hurricanes for a decade, not one. And you could say, oh, well, that's just a coincidence. But I could tell you story after story after story, literal miracles with this book. You already have one. I don't, I don't care. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Is somebody, it bound I don't have one that big. Somebody, somebody came on the show before and, and gave this one as well. Dude, I'll take that's it. Amazing. Yeah, let's. I will absorb. I'll put it under my pillow. I'll give you one too. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is it bound backwards? That's the first thing I right thought. To left. Well, because it's got it's got a Hebrew letters. It's got Aramaic. Oh, it reads so, right to left. Yeah, but that has also has uh, English in it, so you can learn and study. And and this is saying it uh, foundational work in the literature of Jewish mystical thought known as Kabbalah. Yep. And so the Kabbalah is like the mystical nature of Judaism. There's four levels of Torah study. The deepest level, the Sod, the secrets. That's where you're studying Kabbalah. And the righteous say. Rav Ashlag said, in our generation, we have to study the secrets first. If we don't study this stuff, it makes the Torah dry. In our, in our generation, this is the lowest generation of all time. I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, we need the highest light. So this, that's why this book, which used to be buried, for thousands, this was buried, kept secret. Used to be you had to be 40 years old and a Jew and chosen by a teacher and a man uh, before you'd be allowed to study this. But there's people that still believe this prohibition is, exists today. It was overturned 500 years ago by Avraham Azulai. But this stuff was kept secret. And now this light is available for our generation because our generation is so low. Uh, is it like sacred geometry and chakras, like fixing your body posture so you can get in touch with God, fasting and things like that? Gematria, definitely. Like if you read the Zohar, you will find some things that make your your head uh, explode. I don't know. You'll be very excited. If you like Gematria and you start reading the Zohar, you'll be very excited. Well, in, on that note, let's go to a very similar story. In fact, I mean, actually, it's not similar at all, but just because I really want to talk about it. <laughs> DC releases comic with pregnant Joker who oh births a son. Oh it's real. Look at this. Jester wow. Bell says, Today DC released a comic in which the Joker becomes pregnant and gives birth to a mud monster who transforms into a child version of himself who he adopts as his son. I don't know how much longer I can do this. Well, I don't, I don't know, though. Like, is it really that bad that the Joker has a mud baby that turns into a little Joker? Like, is, is it just... A mud baby? Is it officially a mud baby? It literally says... Oh, it says mud... Yeah. He gives birth to a mud monster. Yeah, what out of what? his, you know what? Out of his butthole, I guess. It's took us. It's it's on the. It's that's what that, that's what you guys. So say, right? so, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be mad about this. It's like it's a comic and it's weird and it's 
stupid. It, it has people talking about it. it. I think it's 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 done for pure marketing purposes, just to have some individuals freak out about it, just so they could sell more comic books. I think they understand this more than ever now, and they have us talking about it, right? Yes. So, apparently. Well, what were you going to say? I don't think anybody's buying this comic book uh, because they did this. I don't think it's good marketing. I think they're doing it because it's satanic. It's absolutely evil. That's why they keep trying to confuse the children. I saw you got the book right over there, Gender Queer. Yeah. They put that in kindergarten libraries. It's got pictures of... Family-friendly show. On, yeah, yeah. It's got pictures it's of man-on-man Boy-on-boy, child-on-child. Graphic pictures. And that's what they want to teach the kids. They're trying to take this generation and, and you know, the LGBTQ, they want to add a P. They want to add a P, which stands for pedophile. That's what these people are trying to put into the culture. Yeah, that LGBTQ so, thing's, I think, a little too far because lesbians are not queer, or I don't think so, unless the definition has changed. They're not trans. So T and yeah. L aren't the same thing. T, Why? T defines a different thing. It defines a, a statement of identity, not even like of what attraction you have. Right, like so. T I believe is, so. Yeah, it's T for transsexual. So it's like not an L. Whereas L, G, and B all refer to like the way you are to the rest of the world. I right? want. I want to give you guys a little context. on the Joker got pregnant. Or is that what well, you're? Well, I have it right here. Oh, How did he get pregnant? Did he Z- sit on Z- something? Zatanna, on mud. Zatanna is a magic caster who curses him, trying to sterilize him because he was trying he, to hook up with her. But he falls into mud and accidentally oh becomes God. pregnant. I guess. Yeah, she he, says he this. can never procreate with someone else, so he does it with himself. I guess. So, <laughs> He wakes up, and uh, there he is, like, getting out of bed. It's like, here's a joker. And they're like, oh, hey, look, you're pregnant. And then here's, what is this? Is this uh, Atomic Skull? It's Dr. Phosphorus. Atomic Skull never even finished pre-med. This seems like it's supposed to be a joke. And then, oh, he barfs. He, it doesn't come out of his butt. Oh. And then it is, okay, look. That's apparently... I didn't. I didn't know that, but the phrase "mud baby" is offensive or something. It's meant to be a slur. Is that what it is? I think that's a racist term, is what they say. Well, he gives wow. birth to a baby that is made of mud. Like so, they did that, and then the baby turns into a little Joker. I, I guess for well, some reason. <laughs> so it sounds more like indigestion than uh, a birthing process. But if they're going to tell us he was pregnant, is that's part of the storyline? Who's to say it's a why fantasy? Did, why Who's did, the audience for this? I don't know. What else? They're trying to in create story. one. They're trying to make an create an. They have so much money, and they're able to take such a loss that they just do the weirdest stuff and hope that people start to get obsessed. Well, with look, it. look. I mean, to be honest, a lot of stuff is stagnant. Culture is just yeah. repetitious. It's it's a new Spider Man. The same stories over and over mm-hmm. and over again. So that's why I'm kind of like, I don't know. He 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 vomits up mud that turns into a baby Joker. I don't know if I'm I'm complaining about that. It's not it's not like some weird. It's just a weird story, whatever. God help us. It didn't, I mean, so it didn't come weird. out of his tuchus. No, no, he barfs it up. He barfs up a baby. I, That's I guess. not how you give birth. I, I, I bet when they were writing it, they were like, we can't have him crap it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Though they should have. Or burst out of his stomach. It's a little too graphic. He just <laughs> barfs. Like alien style. Yeah. yeah. And then, they're, and then they, they, they try to kill it, I guess. That's the plan. They're yeah. like, oh, no, no, it has to die. I don't know, man. Is this, is this get woke, go broke? Or uh, I don't know. It's not. It's, it's yeah. It is. It's like a form of impact investment. These corporations take the your ESG money with BlackRock, and they'll invest it in things that they want to happen on Earth, regardless of if there's going to be a profit. And they think that that the profit will be that you get to live in a world that we want you to live that, that's good for you. Uh, and that's the same thing with they're doing. They're not doing this to make money. They're doing this to change culture and take a hit on their finances. It's impact. They're doing it for impact. They're trying to lose money, or they're willing to lose money to change culture. I- 
I don't know. DC uh, lost a lot of money. Uh, I think they just stopped uh, Batgirl, uh, Wonder Woman, Superwoman, all of those kind of shows, I think, were, were, were canceled because they were absolute crap. And people were like, there's no way we're going to be watching any of this nonsense. So I think culturally, we are at a very interesting moment where I think there is a bigger pushback against this larger agenda, against this larger nonsense, which is absolutely nonsensical, which, of course, these big multinational corporations don't actually care about. They're just trying to use it as a way to, of course, indoctrinate people and gain some money. Uh, I think money is an incentive here. I think they don't care. But I think, uh, you know, with the way that DC has been handling themselves over the past few months, I don't think this was deliberate. I think this was just someone trying to be maybe edgy, trying to get people to talk about it, trying to get some interest there and doing something different for, uh, for finally, other than regurgitating an old story and just repackaging it with the right labels and personalities and, and uh, you know, cues. This is why the right needs to make our own stuff. John Delarose, an amazing writer, writes right-wing comic books. It has none of this woke, disgusting crap. And this stuff is, is getting into the comics, the movies, and the video games. That's why we made the fake news turkey shoot, RittenhouseGame.com, because even Grand Theft Auto, they're trying to turn that into some kind of feminist game. We need right-wing so things. RittenhouseGame.com, the fake news turkey shoot. If you don't support right-wing culture, you're going to get more Joker puking out a baby. So <laughs> the game is fun, by the way. We just made the first Can, level free on RittenhouseGame.com. They're, they're making GTA like you get to be a woman because the big complaint everyone had was that they wanted to be a woman as they went around committing crimes and murdering people and all that stuff, I guess. It's like a female protagonist for the first time. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're going to have male prostitutes in there, too. Like, okay, here... here, right? here I guess yeah. here's, here's the issue I see with all of this woke culture stuff is like, why is it that rom-coms are, are considered to be like movies for women? Why is it that action flicks are movies for men? Is it because they naturally just tend towards those things? Guys don't want to watch rom-coms. They want to see Bruce Willis jump out of a skyscraper again for like the 18th time. Women don't want to watch a guy jump out of a skyscraper for the 18th time, but sometimes do, especially if they're hanging out with their friends and it's, it's a fun, entertaining flick. But like, what they tried to do, they tried doing a, a, a rom-com with only men, that bros movie where they're all gay, and it bombs. And they had in that movie jokes about gay orgies. And I'm like, here's the thing, dude. There's not enough people who understand the context of that humor to understand why it's funny that there's a gay orgy happening, like what the joke is. And then they put women in masculine roles and give them male motivations and wonder why these movies are struggling. I thought Wonder Woman was good. Because she was strong, you know, Wonder Woman, Diana. But uh, she actually had some, like, motherly qualities. Like, the, the, the debate between her and Chris Pine's character was like a pragmatist versus a realist, was like a mother versus a father. It, it worked pretty well. But then they try and just make films where it's a female with male goals. Take a look at Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. It was a... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Katniss Everdeen, female action hero whose motivation was to protect her family but she very much was trying to stay away from the conflict. It was, it, was, it was a very different kind of narrative. She didn't want to be involved. She didn't want the war. She says, leave me alone, leave my family alone. And they force her into the conflict. Where typically with a male character, it's like they're thrust into adventure. But then you end up with these weird 
we're going to make a movie. We're going to make the main character who's actually in the, in, the, in the book a man into a woman. And then they wonder why these things don't work. We need right wing movies, too. That's why I'm also I'm also putting out a film anti-white movie. We're talking about all the disgusting things the media is trying to push, divide society. If we don't make right-wing films, if we don't make things, everybody talks about, you know, promote right-wing culture. Somebody's got to do it. we got to make this stuff. Antiwhitemovie.com. We have to actually get things going. I know Tim is. Tim is putting out his skateboards. I saw the, the logo. We have to make right-wing things. And people say, you know, Matt Brainerd loves to talk about economic nationalism. And that's what we need. We need people that actually build things and the right has to support it. I want to even just make the best stuff. Yes. The best art on earth. Yes. That little kids that don't understand politics are drawn to. So you get them before they get indoctrinated and then you can be like teaching them about kindness and Christian, you know, whatever. Philosophy. This is the thing. The woke cult struggles with philosophy. The, if, if you actually understood, if I'll, I'll put it this way. I don't think you could take a woke person. Have them go up into the mountains with some like yogi monk and meditate and have them stay woke. I think if people start to understand mm -hmm. concepts about nature, reality, God, these ideas around it, yeah. they, they, they say, okay, those ideas don't work. Maybe some of these people don't have the capabilities that they struggle with it. But I think with, with the woke cult, a lack of philosophical understanding is what drives a lot of them being locked into the cult. I used to laugh at, I might've brought this up on the show, uh, Mr. Rogers, did you ever watch that show? He's so nice. Yeah, and I would, my parents would tell me, you're, you're okay just as who you are. It's okay to be you, even if it feels weird, even if it's, you're sad and you cry and they're mean to you, it's okay. And so I saw it as redundant. I'd see Mr. Rogers say that same kind of stuff and I was like, oh, this is boring. But I think other kids, now I'm realizing they didn't have parents like me. Mm -mm. Some of them didn't have parents at all and they weren't told they're okay being who they are. And so now they're looking to find a way to become okay. And we need people like that. I want to talk to you guys about the um, the negative repercussions of getting woke and how you will then go broke by showing you this image on the screen. This is a picture of uh, uh, just a circle. I don't think I can actually, maybe I can um, just make it smaller or something. There you go. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a T for TimCast. And it is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. it is the new logo for TimCast Skateboard Company. And uh, we're going to put on all of our stuff. And you can immediately see everybody who doesn't understand what's going on, say independent trucks, indie trucks. People are saying, Tim, that's the logo for independent trucks. No, it's not. No, it's not. You are all very wrong. This is the logo for Timcast Skateboard Company. It's a T. Let me pull up this website, independenttrucks.com. Do you see a logo anywhere that looks like that? Here's just the word independent written in a very awful way that's hard to read. Terrible. Let's, uh, let's scroll down. I don't see anything anywhere with that symbol. Oh, what's this down here at the bottom? You can't see it, but it says our logo. Let me click on it. About the independent truck company logo. Independent truck company chose the rounded cross logo at its founding in the late 1970s. From day one, the independent logo has represented the passion for skateboarding. The independent rounded cross design is not an iron cross which has straight sides and is not a racist hate symbol. Independent truck company does not and has never stood for the promotion of hate. We strongly denounce all forms of discrimination, racism, hate, and racial injustice. We believe in the power of skateboarding as a positive force in the world. Well, huh. I got news for you. Nowhere on the website that I've been able to find can you see that logo they reference. You see, the symbol they use now is this up here in the top left. Get woke, go broke. I hereby officially state. Wait, the, 
You should probably look for a patent lawyer to go into trademarks and logos through the U.S. government before you decide, because they might still own the logo. I hereby <gasps> officially state uh -oh. the new logo of Tim Cat's skateboard company is this rounded cross symbol. Yeah. Looks cool. And it's not an iron cross. You're right about that. It's a T. Or is it? It's or, a T. Or is no, it an iron cross? The iron cross has or flat sides. We could even bring them up side by side. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. The iron cross wasn't a religious hate symbol. That was the swastika. The iron cross was the symbol of the German, uh, the, the government before Hitler came to power. Mm -hmm. he, he basically used it. I mean, he did use it. But So look. Yeah, the Kaiser. Independent trucks used to have that symbol on all of their trucks. In fact, in our skate, yeah. our garage right now, I have a box full of independent trucks because those are the trucks that I skateboard on. The trucks are the metal parts, the hangers where the wheels attach to and attach to the board. My favorite, com my favorite uh, truck company, you got, it's, it, I don't like any of the other ones. And it's got that rounded cross symbol on it. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, and I only found this out recently, they started getting attacked by woke people because they said that was an iron cross and it was racist. So the company dropped the logo from all their products. All right? Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. Okay. You're right, Ian. Maybe they would still want to claim ownership of the Iron Cross symbol that they use for their logo. All right. Maybe independent truck company would like to have a public court battle about how the Iron Cross is their company logo. And then we can argue about, one, why they no longer use it and why they think it's theirs, despite the fact they don't use it. And then I'll make sure everybody knows they really, really want ownership of that symbol that they think is racist and got rid of. Hey, okay. that's a way to go about it. Look, man, if they don't want to use the symbol and they've taken it off their products, how can they claim to own it? They have stated that they, they acknowledge the backlash. They acknowledge they were accused of being racist for using that symbol. They don't want to use it, and they took it off all their products. Sure, they'll say, yeah, 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 but it is still owned by the company. I'll make the argument that, I'll call their bluff. Let's see them publicly announce the Iron Cross symbol that they got rid of is theirs. Because if they took it off their products, they clearly don't want to be associated with it. I accept those terms. I would love to have their 50-year-old iconic brand logo be associated with my company instead. Mm. And uh, if they don't want it, sure. Someone in chat put Iron Crossland. Iron yeah. Crossland. Iron cross they said it goes back to the Crusades, the Iron Cross. Yeah. yeah. Back. And just be, and it, it was used. Well, I guess it's I'm an pretty Assyrian sure. symbol back to 6,000 BC. I don't e know. Ex exactly. So I'll put it this way. There's two things to be said. They clearly, uh, they, they took it off their website. They took it off all their products. They were saying it's not the Iron Cross, it's not the Iron Cross, but they got rid of it anyway. Now, why would they get rid of it? Because they know for a fact it is the mm -hmm. Iron Cross. Right. And they know that people were calling them out for using it. They can't own the Iron Cross. I would actually argue one of the reasons they may have gotten rid of it is that I'd be willing to bet a lawyer came to them and said, look, guys, I know you've been using this for 50 years, but everybody is asserting that is the Iron Cross. A judge will not agree with you. That's an original logo. He's going to say that's an iron cross. And you can argue you rounded the edges, but imagine someone coming out and taking a swastika and rounding the edges and arguing it's not a swastika. Nice try, dude. Not going to work. I think they may have changed it because they realized they can't actually own that symbol as it is. And this was like, let's, let's be honest. The catalyst for this was them being called racist and having to get rid of it. But let's play, baby. You want to get what go broke? I'm going to, I'll, 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 Tim Cast Skateboard Company will launch a bunch of boards and wheels with that logo, <laughs> and we'll start selling it. This is what America needs. This is the way forward. Because if we keep giving money to woke companies like the skateboard company Tim's about to take Independent. down, then 
those companies turn around, they they donate to Democrats, they donate to rhinos like Mitt Romney. Like um, this this jerky, this is just the first product from Big Club USA, BigClubUSA.com. But we're going to be going after things like toilet paper. If you go into a Target, buy any of the toilet papers. Those companies give to Democrats, give to people like Mitt Romney, Target themselves. All of these companies hate you. They are donating to people that want to destroy you. And so the only way forward, you have to create economies within ourselves. You can't keep giving your money to your oppressor and say, why aren't we winning? You have to empower people in your own community to lift us up. That's Tim Skateboards. That's BigClubUSA.com. I just want to point out how on their website, at the bottom of, of the website on every page, you can see it, it says our logo. And then it brings you to this, this apology of like, no, 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 it's not an iron cross. We're not racist. Please, please. I think by saying that, and then later taking the logo off all their products, they asserted it was bad and they didn't want to use it and they didn't want to be associated with it. Mm -hmm. Did they just? So I don't think they have a right to claim that 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 symbol belongs to them. And so it's it's ours. We're, Did it's they the just? Skateboards now. They just take it off like within the last week or something. No, it's been no, years. It's been, when oh, I no. search Independent Truck Co, it comes up on That's the right. search result on the right. The yeah. iron. But their, three their cross. years ago, the company dropped the logo from their products. But like right in here on the search, it shows it when it. That's comes. that. That's unrelated to the company. Ian. Okay. It used to be their logo, and they decided they didn't want to use it anymore. Yeah. So I would like to see this company argue in court that they do want to be associated with the Iron Cross. Please, independent truck company, stand up loud and proud and say that the Iron Cross is your logo and that no one else should be allowed to use it. I would love for you to publicly announce that, and then we'll make sure we get enough press about it so that everybody knows that's your logo. Look, man. This is a couple different things. I grew up skateboarding. That is the independent logo. I should say it, it was, was the independent yeah. logo. And I am offended that this company cowered in fear because people accuse them of being racist for using that logo, whether it's the Iron Cross or otherwise. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, we had conversations. Is that the Iron Cross? Are they Nazis? And then, you know, we learned exactly what Ian said. Assyrians going back thousands of years. It has nothing to do with it. It is not a swastika. Yeah. Even the swastika goes back thousands of years to Hindu culture. Uh, it's the wheel of time. But it, Hitler co-opted that like inverted you it and, and uh, like a rainbow. And yeah, exactly. It. He inverted it and rotated it. So there is some argument. My point here is this company has bent the knee to the woke cult and said it is no longer a symbol used by their company. So be it. We will keep the imagery and the, the iconography of skateboarding alive. And we will do it with a smile on our faces because they don't want to. I would think if they... But hey, I'll take it all. I'll take the alternative. And the alternative is independent, reversing their decision, publicly declaring that is their symbol, and I'll make sure everyone hears them say But it. I think even if they do, for some reason, still own like a year or two left on the thing via trademark law, that publicly stating that it's not their symbol, it would be like legal precedent to use. It. Exactly. Yeah, so true. they would either need to publicly state it is their symbol and mm -hmm. make sure everybody knows that is their symbol. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to say it. Have but to here, 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 here's what I'm saying. I think it is honest and fair to state, based on how they've removed it from all of their products, it is no longer their symbol. Yeah. Now, if they want to argue otherwise, I'm willing to hear them out. If they don't want to use that symbol, I have no problem using it. And I think it would be very, very good for my brand to adopt something they've abandoned. Yeah, why not? You're, Get woke, go broke. You want to play games? We'll play games. Yeah, you're like forcing their hand. It's the, uh, what do they call it? The FAFA, FAFA chart? Yeah. FAFA chart? Yeah. No, that? I'm FAFO, sorry. FAFO chart. The, you know. F around, find out. Yeah, there's, there's the meter of like how far you go and then the, the ramifications. Yeah. yeah. So I, w I was talking to some skateboarders earlier 
who were explaining to me how the industry has become ridiculously woke in, in crazy ways. And they brought this to my attention. And I said, wait, 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 Indy dropped their logo. And it's like, yeah, they don't use mm-hmm. it anymore. It's off all their products. They took it off the trucks themselves. And I was like, so I can use it now. Yeah. And everybody started laughing. And I'm like, you think I'm joking? <laughs> like, Bro, if you told me when I was 14 that I'd have a company that had that logo, I'd have told you you were crazy. It's impossible. Yeah. If, if McDonald's stopped using the golden arches, I'd snag it up. <laughs> 100%. What are you going to use it for? <laughs> Whatever, man. Who cares, man? Just put it on my wall. Yo, if you don't want to use Start something because you don't want to be called racist, bro, there's people who are willing to take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. To your point, though, it's incredible what you can dream and make real in this life. Like, Don't let your memes be dreams, kid. Don't if, let your memes be dreams. If you really want something in this world, you can make it happen. And Tim, Tim's showing you that. Believe me, I'm seeing that in my life. Like people, you have more power than you think, and most people don't realize that. Did you always think that, like before you got tased? I'm gonna. I want to talk about that leading up to that, and then what happened after. Was there a current that went into your brain yeah. with the taser and then changed everything? Like for the time better? stopped as you're getting tased, and like you can just see the universe and all the secrets, and you're like, whoa. How, know, many, how many volts was it? It's fun. Everybody on social media, when they get mad at me, they say that. They're like, you were tased. It messed with your brain. This crazy lady on this uh, social media app called Clubhouse that was calling uh, somebody a darky slave, this crazy lady, she was coming at me with this stuff. Like, people think it's an insult. Other people call me an American hero for the don't tase me, uh, don't tase me bro incident. So you're not, like, making me feel bad. The truth of the matter is uh, that whole thing helped propel me forward in life in many, many ways. Like I was given a, at that point, I would say I was just starting to believe in God. And the night after I was arrested, I was praying very hard in jail. I wanted everybody to see that story because it was such a crazy injustice. I'm asking questions about whether our elections are valid and I get thrown in jail for it. You specifically were asking John Kerry about the secret society that he was with his political opponent, George W. Bush, with in the Skull and Bones secret society. That's That was the, the question that you were asking him, which is a valid, important question. There were also eighth cousins. They were related. And that, that was a sham of an election between the choices that we were given uh, back then. Sorry, go ahead. No, that was an important question that you asked. Yeah, I, it was. it's funny. That I think the reason the whole thing went so viral is because nobody was asking politicians real questions. We didn't have Luke Redkowski that was uh, really doing that in a big way on YouTube yet. I don't think people knew of him yet. Alex Jones, as big as he is now, was a fraction of the size. Laura Loomer didn't exist. Alex Stein didn't exist. So this was the first time the American public at large was seeing real questions asked. That's why it went viral on YouTube. YouTube turned off the view counter on the video that was taken from my camera. And they've, they've since shadow banned it from search. They didn't want people to see my questions. They wanted people only to see the tasing, to see, like, the punishment. They didn't want people to learn what's going on. Mm-hmm. And anyway, after all of that happened, yeah, it was like a, a great uh, push forward for me in my uh, journey as a man. Absolutely. absolutely. Starting, I started thinking around that time is uh, the power of words, casting spells. You know, you spell your words. They're spells. And... Uh, the magic, word magic. And when you say double negatives, like don't be evil, people are hearing be evil, 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 yeah. evil, yeah. be evil. And so you say, don't tase me, bro. They're like, tase you, bro. Tase. <laughs> I, want to, I, I do believe that. So I try and say the, the, the counter that is the positive word instead of the negative negative. Yes. If I had known more word magic at that time, I would have said a different phrase than don't tase but me, bro. People do react to double <laughs> to negative energy as well. And it's not always a bad thing. It's just negative, which it, it moves faster, like runaway breakdown out of clouds. It's how lightning forms. It's very lightweight, negative energy. Um, so it, there is value to negative energy as well. It's just very dangerous because it can coagulate and get very strong and move really fast. 2023 is going to be a really, really good year. Let's go. 
I think, you know, there's talk about recession and stuff, maybe. But someone commented earlier today and said, no way. It's actually going to be really, really good for the U.S. dollar because all the bad stuff is hitting foreign countries who rely mm-hmm. on the U.S. reserve currency. And they're going to be forced to buy dollars, strengthening our buying power. And I'm like, that sounds really awful, like an awful thing to celebrate, I guess. Yeah. Like the suffering of others results in us doing well. But seeing the Kevin McCarthy stuff, I've had some conversations with musicians, with creatives, with pro athletes, and there seems to be we're reaching a breaking point where people are like, I'm just sick of not being able to just talk anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm sick of the wokeness and I'm done with it. And we're seeing the wokeness fail to actually push back in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I, I want to I save some of the big announcements that may be coming out in, in the future, but I'm hearing a lot of really, really, really good stuff about breaking the woke narrative and breaking the mold and bringing us back to sanity. So I'm excited. I was watching. I'm, like, I'm, I'm just, just, just sorry. I'm like, I'm going through the comments on my post about the indie logo and I'm seeing the response from people and there's and I'm getting messages from some pro skaters and I'm just like this is good. It, we're, we're gonna win you can take over bro the, the whole lane is available to people with new energy that want to do things the old industry it's all woke people are sick of it we can make things and take over and mm-hmm. put away let the boomers go to sleep it's you had your time boomers <laughs> but the the based millennials we're actually going to build the new industries. I, last night I was watching a video from Dr. Robert Malone talking about the vaccines and COVID and all these things. And I was thinking like, and I've been watching the, a lot of these doctors now that are allowed to speak. The, the, the COVID narrative has been lifted. You know, now we're realizing like, okay, it's transmissible. You survive it usually. Um, and people are talking about it. They're pretty open about it. I'm like, how are these people still alive? I'm thinking all these doctors and me and us. And like, how are we still alive when we've been doing this? It's because we're supposed to be. Because this is, they're not there to like stop us. They're just trying. They're mm-hmm. trying to do their thing. We're trying to do ours and we're better. Like people speak up. You can't yeah. stop people from speaking up. You never have been able to do that. Amen. I could go on probably a two hour video monologue about that. Maybe two I hours. Should. Yeah, I could go that is long on that. I got two hours. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 let's go. Hey, go no, I was just, I'm just reading the comments, and uh, I posted on Twitter and Instagram the logo. A lot of people immediately understood, like they realized the point. This company wanted to get woke. This company was bending the knee to woke people, and so they've given up what is worth probably hundreds of millions of dollars in brand value yeah. that you you just can't buy. It's so Fifth, weird. 1978, and they said, you know what? We're going to disassociate ourselves from who we are. Mm-hmm. When I when I when I was told this happened, and I'm like. I've not been following a whole lot of skate scene stuff, company company wise. I watch a lot of skaters and and I watch Barrick stuff. So when I looked it up and I saw what their new logo is, I was like, "Is that what they're doing? That's terrible." Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can't read it, and it still throws back to the cross days. So maybe they should just flatten it out and have just the word independent because that's illegible. Nah, that's get like, logo, I, bro. I can't read it. They've destroyed their company. Yeah. They've 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 decided to just throw in the towel. And it's so sad to see that yeah. they've given me this logo, but they really don't want to use it anymore. And I'm, I'm, I will take it from them. And you know what? All of the heat and all of the anti, all, all of the, all the hate and all the woke people and Antifa who are going to be yelling at me, I'm willing to accept that <laughs> negative consequence that they're clearly not. The best marketing squad on the planet, the crazy leftists. Yeah, you right. know, when they hate something, our side loves it. Ian says it. If McDonald's stopped using the golden arches, he'd snag it up. Ooh, that's capitalism, You'd be, you'd be nuts not to take it. You yeah, know what I mean? Seriously. It's so, crazy to see trucks without the logo on in the first place. Like, when I grew up, it was the same thing. It was everywhere. And I, I looked up. Uh, I was like, I went to the store, and I looked. Gone. Yeah, it's just straight yeah. metal. And I'm like, dude, they really said they don't want it anymore. I'm like, I will begrudgingly take it. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> All those stickers at every skate park. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And every video that has that symbol, that's Tim Cascade Ports. Now, now, now <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you could go to someone as a marketing guy, all the advertising people, listen, if you could go to a company and they're like, we want to hire you for an ad for a big ad campaign. And the guy said, what if I was able to get your ads back in time? They'd be like, what? How can you get an ad for my company back in time? Watch this. And then you put on a skate video and everyone's wearing that symbol on their helmets, on their boards. Yeah. And that's the symbol for Tim Skateboards. I know. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So uh, Tim Cast Skateboards is the company that is uh, going to start selling those uh, uh, skateboards with that symbol. Are you going to put the words inside of the cross like the other no people? no 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 it's just going to be yeah. that symbol that i tweeted as i said that's the logo and then we're going to write tim cast skateboards underneath yo can i get a logo copy just straight logo you can use it yes yeah, you can use it for whatever yeah. you want oh, i give rad. you permission oh <laughs> rad. i love it all right let's go to Put super chat third eye dude super chat i'm gonna start a competing company called the dependent and do the opposite of that and make it totally woke do make it, it make dependent. it a giant d you like a, just a d logo you know what a i mean d. it's perfect all right let's get some uh here we go Porkins Holt says, Tim is correct. You just use your trademark to maintain its active status and gain USPTO protection. I've hereby announced to the world on this large program that that symbol is associated with my company, with Tim Skateboard Company. So, you know, nobody better use it. Except, you know, I'll give you permission if you ask. Oh, that's nice. It's, yeah, Ian, you can use it. Okay, thanks. Okay, cool. All right, let's go to Super Chats. If you, have, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only show coming up for you about 11 p.m. It's going to be fun, spicy, and not so family Faster, friendly. faster, 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 faster. That was quick. I could probably go faster. If I, yeah. if, if I actually uh, wrote something out and memorized it, I could probably go faster than mm -hmm. that. You just that that was just you double saying. it over and over and over and over and over and over. Is that what you do? Yeah, if you keep doubling the speed. You sound like Pe Ben Shapiro eventually. Buy my gold, buy my gold. Hero. He can't talk as fast <laughs> as I can. But people were saying, uh, they watch me on one, people would be like, I like watching podcasts on one and a half times speed except for Tim Pool and Ben Shapiro. Uh, <laughs> and like, oh. I think it's a compliment. We get, we get through the subject as quick as we can. We say a lot. Forever Running says, Tim, open a coffee location in Nashville. Strike a morning show deal with Crowder. These are my requests. That'd be a uh, good coffee ad, actually. Are you speaking really quick? Coffee ad? Yeah, you'd be able to speak Oh, like after he sips the coffee? Sign up. Relax. That'd be great. That'd be a good coffee ad. Like beeps and butthead? You can tell if I've had coffee before a show. Tweaking, huh? Like, I've not had a coffee before a show, but we got these espresso machines, and they're great. It's so good. You know what I do? I do a, for after dinner, because it helps with digestion, digestion, I'll take a single shot of delicious, and right now we have in our machine coffee brand coffee. Because uh, Jeremy the sent quartering. us a bunch. Oh, yeah, he, shout out. It's so good. He sent us a bunch. And it's like, it pains me to say it because like we're going to be launching our own coffee, but Jeremy's coffee is legit. And uh, I'm using it. I'm using the, right now the light roast for the espresso. Single shot. I put a little bit of cocoa in it and then a bit of heavy cream and stir it up. Is it just sugarless dark cacao powder? Yeah, just oh, man. a little and then chocolate. Do you, do you actually shoot it Super or healthy. do you sip on it? I sip on it. I, I enjoy it. IV, intravenously. Oh, he gets yeah. it injected. I like to no, 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 Luke puts it in his butt. 
You, you guys ever hear that guy that he's not a lie? That girl injected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a lie. Uh, also, yeah. too much uh, too much caffeine um, also depletes your magnesium. So make sure you're getting enough magnesium. Yeah, Lots of people are not getting enough magnesium. Surprisingly, and you get magnesium in green when, um, vegetables and the chlorophyll. It is the well, anchor of the chlorophyll uh, molecule. So when I I was feeling a little sick. You know, we had we got COVID. Then uh, we got better. And afterwards, I, I put in a call to my doctor, Joe Rogan, to ask him about what I should do for my health. And he told me to take vitamins. And I, I just, I think it's funny to call him that because it's like, this is a true story. Uh, when we got sick, I ca- talked to a doctor and they were just like, stay home, stay under in bed. I started getting really sick. I hit up Joe and asked him, I, I heard you did something. What did you do? He told me to call a private doctor. And I was like, let me call and see what I can find. They gave me a different prescription. A week later, I hit up Joe to thank him. I was like, bro, seriously, thank you so much for like, you know, just the conversation and, and telling me about what you're doing, how you're doing it and all that stuff. And then he was like, are you taking vitamins? And I was like, no. And he goes, bro, take vitamins. I'm not joking. Seriously, start now. And so I've been taking vitamins ever since. Yeah, I, and I should, when I, I'm on TV and saying what you should do, I'm not a doctor. And if great green vegetables might not be right for you, I don't know if that's the right place for you to derive your magnesium from. It's the way I do it. I've recently been taking magnesium. My mom gave me these little calm a uh, little chewy thing. Stay away I from that. So. I, I would get it from a different source. But magnesium, magnesium is, is, is legit. A lot of people need uh, more magnesium. But uh, be careful. I, too much makes you poop. Uh, exactly. That's why I think I'm going to be doing uh, Luke uh, butt chugging coffee. Brand <laughs> coffee. Dude. Uh, and you can uh, use that logo. Use, yeah. that, use that logo for butt coffee. Which one? The the the, the 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 cross thing. Which cross thing? The cross logo we just the talked about. Independent? No, 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 no. I'm gonna do the dependent butt chugging coffee. Uh, yep. Uh, so that's gonna come. That's gonna be coming soon. So stay. Actually, stay, pay attention that's to a that. better idea. Dependent, dude. Because like, they're gonna have the choice between being called racist and having that logo associated with putting coffee up your ass. <laughs> Hey, I'm starting the business. So it's like it's the cross a, it's official. I officially declare here. You be like, that, that, pour your coffee here, and it's like the crosshairs over there. And then the commercials. <laughs> no, the cross, is, the cross is a puckered anus. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. And, yeah. Then, and then coffee's going to be spilling out of it. Like, like, fly out of it. And then there's going to be like uh, <laughs> someone yeah, rotating. Well, go broke. Someone's going to be rotating, and the coffee's going to be like, you know. Dude, the oh magnesium molecule looks like the uh, THC <clears throat> molecule. Yeah, yeah. What magnesium would you recommend we use? Do you have a particular one you take? There's a lot of different forms of magnesium. Do your own research, but a lot of people are deficient in it. Uh, but yeah. a lot of the mainline brands usually just have a lot of other stuff mixed At- into it and impurities and really bad stuff that are not good for you. Mm-hmm. Ask so. your doctor about blood work yeah. so they can tell you about what exactly. you may or may not be missing and they can give right. you good advice. But it's one thing to be like, maybe you're missing magnesium, but maybe you're not. You go, you get your blood work done. They can tell you if you've got stress. They can tell you about your cholesterol. They can tell you about vitamins, yeah. iron, yeah. all that. Do thing. that at least once a year. That's what I recommend to people do to do on my members area. I'm like, get blood work once a year. See where your levels are at, and then kind of try to naturally fix it. You can't naturally fix it. Supplement and then try to fix any problems. All right, like we got we got to read more diet. super chats here. We got uh, Metallic Blade says the Republicans are delaying the vote until January 6th, and then they will all vote for Trump. The J6 secret Trump insurrection. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Clem Everly says, I'm a retired military police. I cannot tell you how many times in training myself and countless others did in fact say, don't taser me, bro. Let's go. It was epic. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still a it, meme today. It was yeah. the way you were saying it, too. They put it in Minions, the new Minions movie. Yeah, can we they, pull he, it up? Yeah, yeah, he uses a cheese gun, and the guy behind the counter says, don't cheese me, bro. I appreciate wow. that. People were mad they did that, too. Like, don't you know he's a racist? How dare you use his meme? <laughs> can we pull that video up? Is that, like, well, easily snaggable? Probably. Maybe, but maybe we'll get it for the members okay, only, because yeah. I got it's super chats pulled up. 
Let's I grab Chappelle some Chappelle used it. A lot of people, we got uh, Niboopsh saying, adjourn until January 6th, in- insurrection two, Trump the speaker boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that actually happened and Kevin McCarthy was in on it, I owe that man an apology. I would I would buy him a pizza and a cake and be like, thank you, sir. But he, I, come on, he's not doing that. Nah. No. McCarthy comes out and says, the whole reason we delayed the vote was so that we could all nominate Trump. And they all start clapping and cheering. I'd be like, I was wrong. Yeah. I'm still waiting for all the QAnon sealed indictments. Where are the hundreds of arrests that we were promised? Or the right. satellites with all the information on them, right? From yeah, Germany, yeah. right? There were some satellites, I think. Yeah. yeah, server. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says Fox News host called the No Kevins insurrectionists. These people are crazy. Who man. said that? Who on Fox News said yeah. that? John Beert says Roberto Jr. 2024, Raymond Stanley Jr. 2032, Ian is vice president. We are going to make a Roberto Jr. Roberto Jr. pro model skateboard. Sick. Yeah, coming soon, man. Coming soon. Roberto Jr. Pro model. So, uh, someone just wrote a super chat uh, relating to the conversation we had. If you don't mind, if I could just read it. Which, yeah, uh, this one is from Nurse Shark. He says, trust Luke to attempt to make a logo depicting diarrhea look cool. Dependent should be the company. Get it? Depends. Depends. Dependent. Dependsment should be the name of the company. Depen- but, then, but then you're ragging on depends, man. And yeah. they're, no. they're, they're an honorable brand for people who are in need. Of course, but you know, sometimes people got to have coffee in, in their, their you butt. know what in their you know you make what. me want to get a coffee in their puckered butt. anus. <laughs> what do we got? Let's grab some more. King Pancake says, "Question for Ian: Do you still play Bannerlord? If so, who's your favorite faction, and do you play with mods? If not, I've got a, quite a few I could recommend. It really enriches the campaign and gameplay. Love the mod." What was the last thing you said? Vlandia for life. Vlandia. I used to be Vlandian when I had to play the first Mountain Blade, but I play as the Kuzates now. I love horse archery, so I'll get a big glaive or like... So I, I try not to use shields. Shields are nice. You know, shields are nice, but sometimes that, that big old glaive, man, just one-shots, dudes, over and over and over. But I play on the hardest difficulty, so if I take an arrow, I'm pretty much... To the knee? Yeah, or to the head or whatever. That could be the end of the game. So I got to be... You got to... Shields are nice, but I do love the two-handed weapons. Uh, yeah, Kuzate. And no, I don't play it anymore. I haven't played it in like four, a month and a half. S.A. Federale Pixelated says... Pixelated Apollo is the guy to watch on YouTube for Mountain Blade. He says, I need something better than Fox Biz when at work. Morning live show with Hannah, Claire, and Phil will be fire. Do work, son. Never kever. Speaker Trump. Yeah, so I guess it's like a new year. A- after 2020, I think it was 2021, I, st- I cut half of my segments down that I did on the morning show. And now we're getting into 2023, and I kind of feel like we got to change because this, the model that I have for the morning show is just read the news, record a half an hour segment, read the news, record a half an hour segment. And I'm like, we can do more. The idea would be that process where I'm just hanging out and reading the news, we just do a live stream. And ideally, once we get the new studio up, it'll look way, way cooler. And then Phil Labonte says he wants, he's down to be involved. So he's going to come out. We're going to talk about this. And then Hannah Claire would hang out. And so what it would be is 9 to 2 p.m. live every day. I'm there from nine to like noon. And then while we're live, I'll actually hit the record button and do my segment like normal, upload it. Around noon, I get up, peace out. Maybe someone else pops in. We're talking to Elad Eliyahu. He can come in and hang out. And then we just have people from the newsroom coming and talking and hanging out until like two. Or maybe, maybe depending, we have someone come and do an hour uh, because then we have Pop Culture Crisis at three. Mm-hmm. So what this will do is be infinitely more fun, generate new content, utilizing new space, allow me to have assistance in the work that I do and get done quicker. And I, I just think it'll, it'll just be fun. That's all, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm like, what are we doing? It's been, you know, it's been, uh, we're going on, uh, I did 2021 and 2022 with the same model. 
I'm getting bored. Let's let's spice it up. Let's do something in the morning. And the technology changes, so your tactics change. Like I used to be obsessed with video responses on YouTube, but I think it's a defunct tech now. Like you can yeah. you make Twitter video responses in Twitter threads with at tags. It's way easier to follow. I think than the old. I wouldn't know since I'm banned on Twitter. Elon Musk restore at the Andrew Meyer. Trucker and Tura says this is for Ian. First half an hour, Ian with the consecutive twenties. Keep it up. Thanks, dog. That's right. Dropping dropping those twenties. Holla. Trace Ventura says Bobert filmed the Knowles interview in Tim's garage. LMAO. The background did look like my garage. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like her, her, uh, her video. She's not here though. Her like AV was really good. So nice job, Lauren. A lot of po- sometimes politicians just don't get it. They have a cheap webcam. Like yeah, step it up. Well, you, the audio, audio could have been better. You can but, do yeah. it. Yeah, that's all right. Kalishnikov says pre-campaign Trump was better because it was just a man and his Twitter. Now it's a man surrounded by an army of consultants and advisors and his Truth Social. I think this explains his latest spree of PR blunders. Hmm. I yeah. I also want to mention that I put up a poll as kind of a joke. It says, did you smash the like button? It's at 61% yes and 39% no, but we actually have way more likes than we've, we, we, we typically get. So I guess the poll works to get people to hit the like button. Yeah, I clicked yes and then immediately clicked the like button. Okay. So I lied, but I then made it right. I do appreciate it. I was just thinking, because we did the poll on, uh, is it funny that McCarthy lost 11 times? Everyone said yes. Of course. And then I was like, we, we normally put up a thing saying smash the like button, so I did a poll. I think we'll just, we'll do, we'll do various silly polls in that way uh, every day just for fun. Reese Mendocino, red trickle for the win. Enough to yeet the Democrats, but not enough to give the commie Republicans all the power. Heart. Here, here. Oh, this is a brutal one. Pro Gun says Dan Crenshaw is just John McCain without the depth of perception. Oh, that's mean, dude. <laughs> but he is McCain. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that one. Yeah. Cassandra Fairbanks has the greatest McCain tweets of all time. Oh, just talking man. about him burning in hell, and I love her for that. Who was it? I think it was Trump. He said like after McCain died, something about looking up. Remember that? <laughs> he was like, I hope he, maybe he's looking down on the, down on all of us and waving da 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 or up. Or something like that. And then everyone, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, <laughs> funny one. Looking up. It was, that's a brutal thing. Yeah. Like, wow, even man. with Hitler's death, I, I'm like, I'm glad the threat is gone, but it's horrible that that happened to him and that he, it, he became that. It like, sucks that death has to happen when, it, 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 I, I think so. I think, I often talk about my religious views are, are much about creating systems, creating life, creating ideas and not destroying them. So the idea that destruction is necessary for the preservation of creation is a sad thing. It's very real, though. That's what eating is. Yeah. Yep. You're, you know you're what, breaking things down and absorbing it and changing Do you know what it. the Messiah is supposed to bring, though? It's supposed to bring the end of death, the end of pain, suffering, and death. Mm. So what you wish for, that's what we're supposed to get to. Stem cells. That's why we have this life regeneration therapy. That technology, they're talking about immortality tech right now. Rav Berg has a great book, Immortality by Rav Berg. And, and like, there's going to be a scientist who's working on the breakthrough and his name is going to be like, Jesus Martinez or something. And he's going to be like, you know, I've, I, I think we've cracked stem cell regenerative therapy to reverse aging. Everyone's going to look at each other and be like, It'll come out of Harvard. <laughs> okay. David Sinclair. I think that tech- technology will come one day. Now, Jesus Sinclair. Jesus. The question is, are the people like Hillary Clinton's of the world going to control it, or will it be for everyone? I wouldn't be surprised if they already have it and they already control it. Huh. All right. Leland Taylor says, Fetterman for unable to speaker of the house. Oh, my God. Bravo. <laughs> he's uh, he's wow. recovering. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him lately. You guys see anything? Dave says, Justin Amash for speaker, an actual unity option who wants to fix and open the process. I don't think so. Heck Why no. not? 
because think? because the idea with within a mash speakership is that he compromises with the Democrats and then nothing actually happens. It's like, dude, the Democrats ran roughshod over over Trump, the MAGA candidates and everything with subpoenas and J6 committee. Republicans need to investigate malfeasance and get accountability. You bring in one of these unit candidates and they're going to say, now, now, everybody lay down your swords and we're going to get through this together. Nah, we want we want subpoenas. We, we need investigations. That's right. Carlo Magno TV says Andrew Trump is playing 4D chess. He nominated McCarthy because he knows he will be shut down. Yeah, Trump's been playing 4D chess for a long time. You know, he put in Bolton 4D chess. He put in McMaster's 4D chess. He fired Flynn 4D chess. Dave Dave Rubin had a good one. He was like, what, 4D chess by mail? How long is it going to (laughs) take? When does he win? (laughs) Yeah, the real 4D chess would have been if he listened to his best advisors, people like Ali Alexander, Roger Stone. He did something to combat all of the uh, potential election fraud. And yeah, he hasn't been listening to his smartest people. He's been listening to people that are just making a buck. And that's sad. Chelsea Shaver says Matt G or Lauren B should nominate themselves or each other Hmm. or whatever. At this point, they were like voting for Hearn. Like he's just like just kind of voting all over the place. They're just saying they're just basically saying no to McCarthy. He can't win. Yeah, I, I dig it. He deserves it. This is fantastic, by the way. All right. Jesse Padilla says one of the House reps should just find a random homeless person and nominate the random homeless person for Speaker of the House. Someone should nominate a homeless person named Kevin McCarthy. Oh, man. That way, when everyone's like McCarthy, they're like, which one? I guess the homeless guy. Yeah. Would it be funny if like Matt Gates walks in and he like he's he's carrying an ID that says Kevin McCarthy. He gets, gets his name changed. And then when Kevin McCarthy wins, he walks up and says, which one? Like, I am also Kevin McCarthy. It's like, then he wins and he's the speaker. That's the way the rules work. I'm sure of it. It's like V for Vendetta. That's right. It comes out with those masks on. Maxer says administrative state puts no effort into its own operation. Remember how Jesse Faden was able to just walk into the Federal Bureau of Control and they immediately made her the director? It needs to change. No, I didn't know about that. What is that? First, I've heard of it. Yeah. Peas and Butter says Michael Malice for speaker. <laughs> here, here. I would. I would. Uh, yes. That'd be fantastic. I support that. He's got more integrity than... Uh... Well, I was going to say anybody, but that Byron Donalds, he seems like a stand-up guy. So I'll say more integrity than just about anybody that would be nominated now. Quantum Strange Quark says, Shaka, when the walls fell 11 times. I dig it. Do you guys know the reference? Shaka Zulu? No, it's uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. There was a race of aliens that only spoke in like idiomatic metaphor or whatever. And so they would say things like, Shaka, when the walls fell, referring to a story that conveyed an idea. Hmm. And so like they were confused because they were like, you're just saying this, like, what does this mean? And then they had to learn to speak the language because the translators couldn't translate a different form of metaphoric communication. Mm. That was a good episode. Yeah. I just thought Shaka. When the walls fell. You just thought what? Oh, I just said, I just thought Shaka. Ah. Shaka bra. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's see. Grab another super chat. Connor McLaren says, question for Andrew, understanding Torah and the word of God, do you understand or believe in the Bereshit prophecy? I don't know what he's referring to. You got to be more specific, brother. Oh, there you go. Legama Thagayan says, Yay is an uneducated madman. He was given many chances to defend his positions from scrutiny and he ran. This ridiculous meltdown was pure poison to the opposition to the far left. There will be no chance to beat the far left unless we move past him now. You know, Ye has his own kind of education. Just because he wasn't educated the way you don't like it, you know, or was educated the way you don't understand, doesn't mean he's not educated. 
and calling someone mad that you don't understand also it's like if you don't if two people are talking in spanish and you don't speak spanish you're gonna think they're crazy because they're making no sense to you but in fact you're the uneducated one something that bothered me with the whole yay situation when he went on lex friedman's show lex friedman told him if you name people specifically i'll help you and then yay dropped the text message of harley pasternak threatening to get yay institutionalized and that he'll never be able to play with his kids normally again and Lex Friedman didn't say anything about that. And people are just acting like that didn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. this guy who's got some kind of ties to, like, the Canadian version of MK Ultra is connected to all these weird deaths and things in Hollywood. And he's making these threats to Ye in his text messages. And nobody's talking about that. I just I just find that, uh, oh, Ye is crazy. Why? Because he was institutionalized by this MK Ultra dude from Canada? It's a very strange situation that not enough people are talking about. We actually came up on the show when Ye was on the show. Well, I was, was hoping to have a full conversation yeah. with him about that. And it's but as look. if the spiritual battle that is going on prevented it from coming out that wow. night. But, but hold on. Think about the interview that we had with Ye versus what happened with Alex Jones. And look, no disrespect to Alex, to Alex Jones, but when Ye said something about Hitler not going after Jewish people, Alex just went, I think he did target some people. Like, come on, dude. Like that, that's it, pretty floppy. What, what I what I what I feel like is we were not letting Ye just say these things. Yeah. When when Luke tried bringing up Pasternak to bring it to specific individuals, Ye shifted the subject back to everybody, and we mm. were like, Nah, dude, we're not doing this. So he gets up and leaves. He goes to Alex Jones. Alex Jones gives him more leeway. He goes off the rails and says even more crazier things. Yeah, I specifically brought up the military unit that uh, Pasternak was a part of. I brought up a lot of other correlative information, especially what, what Dave Chappelle was saying in the industry that goes along with what he was saying. There were some bigger truths we were hoping to uncover here, but he didn't want to have that conversation. Yeah. I'd love to see a do-over. I'd love to see round two. Yeah, that'd be fun. Track Media Only says, no, DC is still very woke. The shakeup is only in the WBDC movies right now. Well, maybe it'll change. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this year. Marvel is realizing that they, they had a, a string of bad quality movies because they were trying to play some stupid games. Maybe they'll get back and, you know, fix things. Like, Doctor Strange is one of my favorite movies. Doctor Strange 2 is me. Because they tried doing this thing where it's like they have America, whatever the character's name is, her name is America or something, and she can punch holes through the multiverse. I get what they're trying to do. They're, they want to do secret wars, but too much of modern uh, Marvel is what they're, they're, they're trying to bring in diverse characters because they want to expand their market share. I can respect it. Like they, they want to make a character who is, you know, they did uh, uh, Kamala Khan. She's, you know, Muslim or whatever, because they're like, we want to create something that's going to relate. But they also go overboard with it. So they make a Muslim female character and they give a female character male motivations. And then they wonder why there's a backlash to it. It's like, dude, you want to make a Muslim character, make a Muslim character, but give them, like, just write a good story. That's not what they're doing. They're just taking, like, okay, we're going to be woke, so we're going to do, you know, this minority, this disability, neurodivergence, this religion, and then there you go. There's your character. And it's like, that doesn't make a character have personality or anything like that. Like that meme of somebody throwing uh, adult toys at a dartboard to write a Vice News story. That's right. But I'm happy that they're failing so badly because it opens up a lane. Uh, Stars Entwined, written by John Delarose, that could be the right wing's Star Wars. I would love to make those films one day. And if Marvel keeps failing that this badly, we're going to get to the point where we replace that whole industry. So keep going, Marvel. Make your next hero uh, disabled 
tranny, whatever. Yeah, you know, Spawn was a black dude. I don't know if anyone knows that. I mean, that was one of my favorite superheroes of all time, Todd McFarlane, but it didn't matter what color his skin was because he's Spawn. This is a good one. Thomas Sidebottom says, honestly, if they had done the Joker baby thing five years ago, I would have been cool with it. But my tolerance for woke content has dropped so much that I just can't handle things like this anymore. You know what? I kind of feel that way, too. That's mm -hmm. what I was thinking about it. It's just like, I don't know what their intention was, was with it. It's not the wokest thing ever, but I just don't care. I'm just get it away, dude. Have the Joker. What, what did he do? The Joker shot Barbara Gordon. Like, get back to those. What, what I liked about a lot of those comics in, in, in this era, the eight, late 80s and stuff, was that they went for, comics went from being silly, hokey, you know, Batman in the 60s or whatever to really dark stories where it's like the Joker legit paralyzes a woman. Crazy stuff. Was that like uh, Moore? He was kind of attributed was with I think so. Alan Moore. Yeah. And then like Jim Lee brought a lot of really interesting. The Frank Miller. Miller. Batman that's right. year Frank one. Miller. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Watchmen was also very good. So it's like taking these ideas of superheroes, but then applying like a kind of a dark reality to it. Joker shot Barbara Gordon through the stomach pierces her spine and she gets paralyzed becomes oracle like that's a brutal story dude now it's just like the joker's pregnant and barfing up mud like yeah okay i guess took the claws off of it yeah where are we at brody nevis says hey guys love the show ian i would love to be a part of the D, &D show as a player haven't done any acting vc work but i'm willing to do that to be part of the show i think there was a miscommunication we're not looking for players um I, we're looking for a dm that can also play every once in a while if I want to DM, because I like DMing too. It's just a lot of work to come up. I was actually thinking last night I might DM. Like okay. I, I think we got six people to play, and, or five, and then a, a, a rotating The thing. problem is everybody here's got a job. Mm -hmm. And it's time-consuming, three, four, five hours on the weekend, right. every weekend. Mm -hmm. Is that yep. what, something we want to do? I mean, we might need players. Just professional D&D. <laughs> no, imagine uh, well, being a yeah. professional player. But it's yeah. really more like a professional, imaginative party friend. How did the uh, Critical Role find each other? Were they all friends before they started the D&D thing? I wouldn't be surprised if they did a casting of charismatic people who understood table games and then said, well, don't worry, we can teach you how to play D&D, have fun. And then they bring in guests periodically or something. Casting. That would be like DC, where you need like a casting agent. We need a place, people to come in, read on camera, send video. But like, I don't know, not there yet. Not there yet. You can always send me a link to your resume, meaning video of your work, of you communicating with players. Your, I want to see your campaign setting. I want to see how you interact with the speed, the cadence. I need to see all that before I know if SA, I want to work with you. SA Federali says, also on independent trucks, you are legally required to protect your patents and trademarks or you lose them. Yeah. I, I am saying outright, I think when they took those logos off, they officially said, this is not us anymore. Yeah. I am using that logo. It is Tim Cass Skateboards. They, they, and dependent butt chug coffee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Damn right. Up your coffee. Oh, no, that's... Up there's, yours coffee. There's going to be a lot of puns we can make with this, but yeah. uh, I'm running with this. I'm already reaching out to a company that does uh, coffee for you know what. Wow. <laughs> Alex Rodriguez says, Tim, as a Spanish speaker, when you said the name Zatanna, it sounds too similar to the Spanish name for Satan, Satanas. The Joker got busy with the devil. Excuse me. No, uh, Zatanna is like... A stage magician. Her character is like, she wears the traditional spandex and like top hat. And she has a wand. And um, I don't know too much about her character. She looks like a magician's assistant, but she right. can actually do magic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And she yeah. cursed the Joker? I guess. Okay. She, she impregnated him. So a lady impregnated the Joker with magic. And then he barfed up mud that was also a baby. And then it turned into him. I mean, just brilliant stuff. Genius. <laughs> Genius, really. <laughs> 
You know, I, but I, my, my thing is like, I do like wacky, weird stuff sometimes, but I'm just, I, I, that was a good point. Like my tolerance for wokeness also is very low. When they do it every single time, you know there's an agenda, and it's just, yeah. it's enough. It's so, you just it's know so that they're not focusing on the story. They're focusing on a narrative that they mm-hmm. want you desperately to believe in. And, and that's when I know, like, this show's going to be crap. Yeah. They don't give a damn about the, They don't give a damn about entertaining you. They give a damn about indoctrinating you. Yep. That's a big difference. Porks and Holt says, Tim is correct. You just use your trademark to maintain its active status and gain USPTO protection. And they're not using it. I officially am. I officially announced I'm using it. Earlier today, you officially announced it. That's right. Now, if anybody uses it, I've already said it. You're infringing on my my trademark. That's 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 the Tim Kester. You do not want to get into a trademark it's a fire logo, with Tim. Yeah, I like it's it. a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, we're gonna we're I'm gonna I'm gonna sell stickers and we'll, Tim Kester boards. We'll sell Sick. boards. You know, Sick. maybe we'll make a drink and we'll put that on the can. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Think think about it this way. That symbol is on stickers is in movies, is on skate ramps, it's in photographs for 50 years, and they abandoned it. Yeah. And now I get to have advertisements go back in time. That's, that's magic right there. And then there's going to be some little kid and be like, Grandpa, what's that symbol on the skateboard in your picture? And he's going to go, oh, I can't remember. Let me look it up. What was that one? Oh, Tim Cass Skateboards. That's what it was. <laughs> And I'm like, that's right. You can put it on basketballs. <laughs> it's good uh, three-dimensional logo, too. It can fit on, like, circular, round surfaces. Yeah, that's great. That's right. Spherical. JJ says your cross is the same shape as the Russian order of courage. That is my cross. Thank you very much for, for noticing that. Connor McLaren says the Bereshit prophecy is the beginning in English. The first word of the Torah is the whole story of the 7,000 year coming of the Messiah hidden in Hebrew. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, I guess you did. Smash the like button. I guess putting up the poll asking if you smash the like button worked because we have 18,000 likes right now. So thank you so much for smashing the like button. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have that members-only show coming up for you in about 45 minutes to an hour. You don't want to miss it. It is not family-friendly. It is good fun. And we could use your support as members at TimCast so we can do things like launch a skate company with a particular logo image. And our our coffee shops, as well as some other really cool stuff that we'll we'll get into in... um, in this year. So uh, you can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow uh, me personally at Timcast. Andrew, do you want to shout anything out? I have like two minutes of shout outs. Number one, you were saying about my transformation. This is the book that really did it for me. Power of Kabbalah by Yehuda Berg. This edition specifically will change your life, answered all the questions I had in life in the most satisfying way. Like, why are we here? Where do we come from? Incredible book. I'm leaving this here for Shane Cashman, by the way. I think he'll enjoy it. Uh, this one I'm reading now, The Ways of the Sadiqim. I recommend this for Ian, actually. I'm not leaving you this. This is my copy. I'm reading this now. But uh, on refining character traits and maintaining balance in all matters, Ways of the Sadiqim, you have to read this, bro. I know you're going to enjoy it. Thanks. Uh, Maggie McCarthy and Daniel McCarthy, if people had listened to them, Fog City Midge out in Arizona, we would have had legislation that would have prevented this Cary Lake fiasco. So uh, Maggie McCarthy, Fog City Midge, I wish people had listened to her then, but listen to her now. She's awesome. And uh, my Arizona book is going to feature her. You should check that out. My Arizona book, I'm going to have excerpts coming at theandrewmeyer.substack.com. My website is theandrewmeyer.com. I am banned on Twitter, both before and again with my burner. So Elon Musk, put me back uh, unless you want me competing with you on Substack, bro. I know I know you don't want that competition. And uh, also, Alpha Jerky. Get the Alpha Jerky. Tim loves it. Tim Pool loves the Alpha Jerky at BigClubUSA.com. Jack Lynx, they get their beef from Brazil. 
This is American beef, baby. All American. When you buy from Big Club USA, everything's made in America. Everything supports America first patriots. What's your TimCast promo code? Promo code TimCast. Is that real? Not yet, but it will be. <laughs> promo code TimCast coming soon. If you if you email me and say, uh, the the email on the website say I bought it and I'm I want to use promo code Timcast we'll make sure Tim gets credit. It's good. He's eating it right now. I mean it it, it is it, there's no sugar. It's really natural stuff. No soy, no sugar, no garbage. It's just strong beef, baby. And it's stay it's uh last year. I mean this is what it says on here. Best you know eat it by December of this year. That's a long. Uh, time to stay good with just salt as the preservative. You're gonna love it. Do well, uh, you have anything more? Any more uh, jerky? No, I think it's your promotion. Yeah, a couple more. <laughs> okay, go. A couple more. I got a, I got a long list of credits. But uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Old Rose Swig, also banned from Twitter. Bring back Old Rose Swig too, Elon. Banned for no reason. Another incredible right wing entrepreneur, the founder of Old Row. He's helping us out with BigClubUSA.com. And uh, yeah, shout out to Swig. He's great. Uh, he's done millions of dollars of sales, and he's helping us with BigClubUSA.com. He's a legend. Uh, let me let me check my my board of shoutouts. Oh, RittenhouseGame.com. We're banned on the Apple Store. The first right wing video game banned on the Apple Store, but available on Android. If you look up hmm. Fake News Turkey Shoot, Kyle Rittenhouse's Fake News Turkey Shoot, we're available on Android. RittenhouseGame.com. The the first level is free. We're breaking that news. Apple is banning the first right wing video game from their App Store. We're breaking that right here on Timcast. That is news, baby. And uh, Andrew, you're going to make me get out a taser here in no! just a couple of seconds here. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> just, just, just. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> I just wanted to hear that. <laughs> Dave Chappelle did a great rendition of that. Anything else? I think that's it. Meyer.substack.com. I am an amazing writer. You're going to enjoy it. Meyer.substack.com. Andrew, thank you so much. For, uh, thank you so much for coming on my website, uh, youtube.com forward slash we are changed. We've been around for a very long time. We really did some exciting things within the last few years, but we're going to be doing a lot more exciting things in the future. A person of color, coffee, butt chugging biz coming your way soon. <laughs> youtube.com forward slash we are changed. I did a very interesting video about Russia. Check it out right now. And uh, yeah, see you there. YouTube.com. We are changed. If you guys want to get involved with the foundation I'm setting up where we're building free software, front ending uh, technology like like what locals and Patreon are doing, but without the middleman where you can control your own data. If you want to get involved in building this thing with us, hit me up. Uh, we're looking for a UI UX developer. It's not paid yet because we're still starting the foundation. It could be another year before it's up. But if you want to get on the ground floor, start working with us now. I'd love to uh, get involved with some new blood, new people that want to get involved. UI UX, hit me up. Uh, someone that knows if you're familiar with Figma design, particularly, hit me up on Twitter. Um, send me a message, and I'll get you involved. And also, I want to send a special thank you to my uncle Michael Aylward, the lead singer of Tin Huey. If you guys know the band, been a while. Michael gave me this cool rock. He also finds stones, and it looks like an owl. So thanks, Michael. That was awesome. Good seeing you at Christmas, man. Serge, I love you. Hey, what's up? At Serge.com everywhere. Uh, good episode. Usually fun. I'll be in the comments again, as usual. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. It's uh, been cool. I was also going to ask you about the little Kabbalah bracelet, because that's like a thing you wear if you're part of it. This right? is the red string. We literally wrap it around the tomb of Rachel in Bethlehem and do a special prayer called the Anabakoach while we're doing it. And it imbues you with the power to repel an evil eye. You know, huh. pe not everybody out there has best intentions for you. They say, like, if uh, you're a woman, you get pregnant. Don't tell people for at least three months. If you have good news in your life, don't tell people because not everybody has good intentions for you. The red string is to prevent evil eye. Right on. Interesting. Thanks. Cheers. All right. We'll see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Later. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.